Rational Rage Network. See that? Yeah, they, they're changing. Where are they ever? Is he looking at Hangman or is he looking at Nemeth though? Because Nemeth is in control of Hangman Adam Page right now. That's the question. Well, they're, they're both worth consideration. But I kind of think you're going to prioritize Hangman Adam Page above Nemeth at this point in time. Driving those knees to the body of Hangman Adam Page. The Irish whip, ineffective right there. Hangman reverses. Duck down, Nemeth. Good quickness. Good anticipation. A little rude awakening there for Hangman Adam Page. Nemeth covers, looks deep. Well, he's cheering on Adam. So I think it's pretty apparent now. He keeps saying, come on, Adam. So I, I don't know. Maybe we got maybe we got to investigate what's, oh, 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 what's going on here. Explosive clotheslines there from Hangman. He sends Nemeth into the ropes. Wow. Ducks. Gets spine buster down. Matt Hardy liking what he sees. Sure is. I think it's uh, obvious that his eyes are strictly on the Hangman. Why wouldn't it be? I mean, listen, like we've been saying, man, he's one of the greats. He really, really is. He can do everything. Sliding Larry into the pin. Two. No. Got a hands in Nimeth for kicking out of that situation because he looked like dead meat to me. Yeah, those clotheslines from Hangman Page. But as hard as they come, it's so much force behind those, man. He just, so much velocity. They are something about the Cowboys and their clotheslines. I guess so. Nemeth, look for the... Yes! Spike Hangman with the DDT! Wow. Cover here, one, Look two. at this. It's going down here. That's a hell of a move, guys. Looks like Hangman was trying to dump Nemeth over the top, but Nemeth able to, to kick his legs and bring Hangman down on the crown of his head. Again, making good use of those boots. Swing and a miss there. German suplex, Hangman Page lands on his feet. I'm not sure Nemeth realized it. Spinning fist that time of the discus, if you will. That into the ropes. Oh, wow, you can hear that. Great impact. Powerful shot there by Hangman Adam Page. Nemeth. See it coming, the buckshot lariat! Taking his hand off. Covers, two, and three. No winner of this match, Hangman Adam Page. Page, very impressive. Hey, look, if Matt Hardy's trying to build his company Excalibur and add new pieces to... Uh, Stand under that umbrella. Well, why the hell would you not look at Hangman Adam Page? Yeah, Hangman Adam Page, one of the, uh, the hottest free agents, one of the, the, the best unassociated men in all of AEW. Buckshot Larry ended the night for Ryan Nemeth. And now our colleague Tony Schiavone headed to the ring. Mike in hand to do a little investigative journalism. All right, guys, so uh, what happened after the match? I don't know if you saw it or not, but Matt Hardy was leaving, 
And Hangman Adam Page called him back. So we wanted to see what it, what in the world's going on here. I didn't want to create any kind of scene. The reason I came out here tonight, Adam, was to be in your corner and let you know that I support you. I mean, I've been watching you the last couple of months and I'm gonna be honest, I've been concerned. I mean, you just, you seem lost and conflicted and it, that's understandable because I was with you at the Stadium Stampede and I know how much love you have had for the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. And those three men, they burnt you. And you didn't deserve that. You didn't deserve that at all. And almost every single day, the, the Dark Order, they're, they're asking you to join. And it's just, it's awkward. And, it, and you become even more conflicted. And Adam, I do not want anything from you. I do not want anything. But I want you to know that you're a good person and you deserve to be happy. I needed to say that and you needed to hear it. Look, I, I've seen where you're dressing now. You're dressing by yourself in the hallway that's adjacent to catering. I have a huge dressing room and there's plenty of space. You're more than welcome to dress there. No strings attached, Adam. I, I think you should take him up on that. While Hagman Page being made a very compelling offer from Big Money Matt Hardy here tonight. tweezers to put that little thing away that has got to be the smallest dick i have ever seen in my whole life get the fuck out of here don't want no short dick man don't want no short dick man
everybody, and welcome back to the PWC Presents Wednesday Night Skirmish. Tonight we've got a special episode, as it's me, Chris Ams, your, your regular host. That's Ams, A-M-B-S, like lambs with no L or bullshit in the morning. I'll keep saying it until you remember. Uh, I'm joined by my regular co-host, uh, Jimmy T from down in Australia. Jimmy, how the hell's Australia, mate? Well, apparently in a, in a different world, I'm five foot nine. But down here in Australia, I'm five ten and a half. All right, just for the record. But other than that, I'm all good, man. I'm I'm nice and chilled. I'm ready for the skirmish because I've got a lot to say, man. Right on. Well, and joining us uh, from New York City uh, is none other than I don't even know what to call you, man. I've got like eight different names that I can call you. Like. <laughs> Tony or Jesus Christ, you know what? He's the flavor from the fire and flavor of the beautiful track brown. Yo, listen, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Home. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> well, track brown. You know the man of a thousand AKAs, AKA Dick Dastardly, AKA Tony Flags, AKA <laughs> Wrestling Jesus' worst nightmare in the future. That's right, bitch. I'm gonna make your monkey ass famous on this podcast. They should have never let me on this shit, especially now that I'm beefing with that potato face fuck, Wrestling Jesus. <laughs> How can we top that, man? Jack, it's an honor to have you on, bro. It's been a long time coming, man. We just. It yeah. is an honor to be here. I couldn't wait to get back on. I never thought I'd be invited back. <laughs> nah, man. The door's always open for you, brother. It doesn't matter what time. That's Absolutely. what's up. Yep. Go for it, Chris. Yep. Okay, we're going to get this out of the way. So, uh, for those of you listening to the, to the PWC, uh, thank you for being here. Uh, do us a favor, though. If you're into wrestling stuff... Um, now this is not my specialty. This is something that Jimmy's definitely more in tune with. Track, maybe you've got an opinion. I have no idea what any of this stuff is, but I'm gonna read <laughs> this thing anyway. Uh, for those of you listening, check out the Pro Wrestling Loot Crate. When you subscribe, not only are you getting awesome pro wrestling merch, you're also supporting the PWC. Hey, that's us, guys. Uh, you will receive pro wrestling merchandise ranging from DVDs, T-shirts, posters, action figures, signed photos, and much more. All this from companies such as WWE, AEW, Impact, ROH, and independent companies throughout the U.S. Receive up to eight items per box, at least six pro wrestling items per box. Nothing like this before. Rare, unique wrestling items. Again, I, I don't know. You guys might have more to say about those kinds of things. I am not a big merch dude. I don't have a whole lot of stuff from wrestling, but it sounds like it'd be real fun to just open a box up and be surprised at what you would find. Well, that's the beauty of it, Chris. You never know what you're going to get, man. You could get 8x10s that are actually signed by whoever it could be. You could get even a like a DVD, uh, an action figure, whatever, man. Maybe even a fucking uh, a title battle too. I'm sure you know one thing or two about that right check oh yeah you see i am uh pretty, i am part owner of the iwgp uh heavyweight <laughs> title it's pretty much the only <laughs> only wrestling merch that i've bought in years other than a uh bullet club shirt that i personalized with kenton's name on the back <laughs> oh sick man hey well hey you know what do you mind so your your co-ownership of the IWGP world title with with Billy Ray Valentine, right? Yes, yes, we, it's, it's, it's 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 all it's a hustle title. We share, you know. It's we pass it all around, you know. 
that awesome. belt like a whore. Hey, <laughs> hey, man, it's not the biggest slut in the world of professional wrestling. That's for sure, man. <laughs> that's for damn sure. <laughs> anyway, oh, go man. for it, Chris. All right. Uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna get into dynamite here in a second. I just wanted to take a second uh, since tracks on with us on our on our PWC. Uh, Wednesday night skirmish for the first time. You know, he was on another show with us before, but for the skirmish for the first time, I'm just going to go ahead and explain to track that uh, basically the way that this works is um, Jimmy is sort of the wrestling guy. He's been into wrestling for a longer consecutive period than I have. I've been sort of in and out. Um, I consider myself to be basically the lapsed wrestling fan. And so that's kind of where we go with, with our, you know, with our analysis of what happens. So if it sounds like I'm sounding like, oh man, he doesn't even sound like he watches wrestling. It's kind of the point of the show. Um, you know, I did watch wrestling when I was younger. I love professional wrestling when it's done properly, but some yeah. of this shit just drives me nuts. Um, and we're going to go ahead and talk about it when it drives me fucking nuts. Come on, Chris, you're not that bad, bro. <laughs> Jeez, man. All right. All right. Well, let's get into it. It's uh, AEW's Dynamite from January 27th. Um, 2021. The show opens up. Uh, right away, we're getting into Eddie Kingston and uh, Lance Archer. Uh, the match, the match wasn't bad. Um, Archer played sort of the giant face, sort of a, um, you know, if you remember Kane being a face at any point in his career. Uh, he's obviously got the big moves. He's the stronger of the guys in the ring. Uh, Eddie Kingston's doing exactly what he's supposed to do as a heel. He's cheating. Uh, he's biting. He's kicking out legs. He's he's doing the kinds of things that you would expect the the smarter heel to do in this kind of match. Um, one cool spot I thought I, I thought I, I'd mention that I really liked a lot was uh, at one point Archer actually lands the pounce. To get back into the match, uh, that that popped me a little bit because uh, you know, gotta love the old school Pounds. impact stuff. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt, but man, um, no, sorry, Chris, go keep going, man. Oh, I was just gonna say, um, at some point here, the crowd starts chanting for Eddie, um, and this is a very small crowd, including a bunch of people who are paid to be there and chant. So, either Eddie Kingston is a face, or uh, these guys were really bad at establishing their roles in this match, or I have no idea what else. It's just a bunch of really stupid shit, and I have no idea how a guy who's as good a heel as Eddie Kingston is is being chanted for by a crowd who's being paid to be there and chanting <laughs> shit. That sounds stupid to me. Well, first of all, I just want to say, man, did I fucking call this shit last week? Did I not say that Lance Archer was not going to go over in this match? Right? You called and, it. And the thing is, before like I, I, I give it off the track, I just want to say, it would have been fine. Nothing would have happened to Kingston if he took the loss, man. He would have still been strong. I don't agree with the, with the ending of this match, but boy, was it a hard-hitting match, though. How was that chokeslam onto the apron on Eddie Kingston? That looked fucking stiff, man. You know what I mean? But where the fuck do you go with Archer from here, man? You know what I mean? Track, what do you think, bro? Um, well, I, I, it's like I said, you know, in our, in our, um, exchange on, on Facebook, Archer has no business meeting Eddie Kingston. He doesn't. That's fucking Eddie Kingston. He, Eddie Kingston is, would be the complete fucking wrestler if he went to the goddamn gym for a fucking couple weeks, you know, and lost that gut. Uh, 
it is confusing for some if you're trying to figure out who the who the heel in this match is. I'm of the mind now that I guess because I'm in my 40s, I'm not like you know uh, in my early 20s no more or a teenager. I don't give a shit about if it's, if a person is a heel or a face. Um, but I definitely understand the complaint of the average wrestler. I get it. I mean, I'm an average, average wrestler fan. I get it. You wanna, you wanna, you want a good guy. You want a bad guy. Um, one thing that the reason why I, I kind of got off that heel face it doesn't really matter as long as I get a good feud. I think it started with uh, early TNA. Early TNA. If you watched it, it was never really heels or faces. It was all about either the fans booed you or they or they or they or they cheered you. And for for a long while, it didn't really matter who was faced. So for me, I kind of adapted to that to the point where it was like doesn't matter to me. Uh, but I get it. Um, in this in this particular situation, I think Archer is supposed to be the face. I guess. I mean, he didn't take the loss clean, so they protected him. And um, this is an ongoing feud. So the fact that you know we saw Butcher and Blade coming out with Jake the Snake causing a distraction, and we see you know the bunny giving Eddie Kingston the the the, the, the loaded whatever the hell it was, and you know he wins the match by going over with whatever tape roller quarters and brass knuckles whatever it was. Um, I, I understand the complaints, but this is an ongoing feud. Uh, I don't want to see no like fifty fifty booking or anything like that, but it's an ongoing feud. It's an ongoing feud with. It seems like you know Eddie Kingston and and, and Butcher and the Blade and, and the Murder Hawk and all of that. So we we see where it goes from there. Uh, like I said, it doesn't bother me that Lance Archer lost to Eddie Kingston. If Lance Archer lost to say a Jungle Boy, then I'd be like, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> if Lance Archer lost to uh, say uh, Scorpio Sky, I'd be like, okay, what the fuck? Even though I think Scorpio Sky is like a future champion in my opinion, but. Him losing to Eddie Kingston to me is is, is not a bad thing per se in, in 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 this feud. I don't I don't have a real a real issue with it. Um, other than the fact that you know you you're not you're not too wrong when you were saying that some of their big men are are, are doing a lot of a lot of jobs, especially when you you know look at Brian Cage. I I, I never I was never happy with the fact that they put him in a fucking feud with Darby. I didn't. That was stupid. They 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 fucked up on that one. Even though I understand, you know, he's their original. He he's like, he's a guy who they're trying to make it to a star. I get it, but yeah. don't do it at the expense of Brian Cage. You know, we all know but, who this dude is. Just and just don't be that blatant about it. Like you know, like what we complained about. What I you know, what me and Jimmy basically said when we watched that match, you know, with him and Darby was like, look, it's not even the end result. Like the end result hurts, right? But if you watch that match back dude he never got more than a one count on Darby Allen in that whole fucking match how do you do that and not be and not have it and not have people watching it go that's done on purpose like somebody in the back is doing this on purpose to try to fucking bury Brian Cage because otherwise you at least get like let him get a fucking you know two count for fuck's sakes man it drove me nuts watching that yeah getting a two getting like a one count on somebody who's fucking uh, 150 pounds soaking wet <laughs> makes no fucking uh sense at all listen we've seen in the past guys like jeff hardy go over certain guys but darby allen is no jeff hardy yet you know uh i have no problem with them with him being 
built as like their sting. I called that shit a long time ago. So, you know, him doing his thing with Sting, I get it. It was just, it's just like, you know, it was obvious Ricky Starks should have been the one feuding with Darby Allen and not Brian Cage. Ricky Starks could take a loss and, you know, it, it's not going to be, you know, that much of a thing. Now, I get that Team Taz are the heels, but you don't want Team Taz looking like Team Bump. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there's there's work there's work to be done there, especially if you're I, I listen, I, I love Team Taz. I'm glad that someone is 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 taking the Taz that we have, that we that we've known, you know, the tough talk oh, Taz, definitely. not the you know, not the silly commentator Taz, the tough talk Taz, the Taz character is is backing these these young stars. But we gotta start seeing some wins out of them. And overall, you know, talking about the whole big man dynamic. Yeah, I'm not gonna shit uh, shit away from that. They have to treat their, some of their big men better. But like I said, you know, with 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 Kingston and Archer, this is a, this is a feud. So we have to see how it plays out in the, in the long run. Look, man. In my opinion, as far as Archer goes, he's been booked fifty fifty for quite a while now, man. And I just don't get it. You know what I mean? And like I was saying earlier on the on on your page on the hustle page. If you're six foot two, that's the bare minimum, right? Six foot two, three hundred pounds of muscle, all right. You're fucking getting buried, man. That's how this company's been doing shit lately, man. And no, Kenny's is barely fucking six foot. I'm telling you, all right, all right. Well, so I, I, I met Kenny, and Kenny's taller than me. That's why I'm like, when we look on Wikipedia, <laughs> and it says it's six feet. That's got to be wrong. Like he must I saw. I saw that. I saw Wikipedia say that Dolph Ziggler was six feet. I'm taller no than Dolph way. Ziggler. Not Ziggler, bro. No. I've met Ziggler three different no, no, times. No, no. Shout That's out big. to my boy Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> I fucking met Ziggler. I'm taller than this dude. There's no way that motherfucker is no, six feet. No, not Ziggler. I was like that Wikipedia shit had to be wrong. <laughs> I've seen Omega. He's taller than me. I'm six feet. <laughs> You know, six, oh, six feet and a half with the right boots on. So, <laughs> I was going to say, was he wearing fucking high heels, man? Because if he was fucking wearing those boots he was wearing today, then maybe, for sure. But fucking, come on, man. But look, man, in all seriousness, no, go for I it. Get, I get where you're coming from. I definitely I definitely hear what you're saying. They, they, they have a couple of big men who, if you're looking at them on surface, they're not being treated right. I have no excuses for AEW with the new Brian Cage, but we have to remember that um, this dude did catch COVID, which <laughs> kind of halted his steam a little bit, Lance Archer. Right. So right. there was things that they was doing with him in the beginning that they stopped doing because he had he left. Yeah, so they kind of just put him in this thing. And if you if you go back in time, you'll be like, how the fuck did he even end up feuding with um, Eddie Kingston in the first place? You <laughs> Hell, know, you, you tell me <laughs> on some John Moxley shit trying to feud with Mox, but. People forget the right. COVID hit. Right, right. I, you know, when it comes to this whole COVID thing, I've said it from the jump. I, I even with the WWE, I'm I, I'm I'm giving leeway to every company to a certain degree because this is I really feel everything that we're seeing is not what we should have been seeing. I think if we had if we didn't have COVID, all of this booking would be completely different. I agree. So no, I, no. I, I give I give all companies a a, a pass to this. So. It's it's not like a bias here. I'm giving. I, I always give some companies. I'm always giving these companies leeway because of this COVID thing. But you you know you'd want to see if you're a fan of someone like Lance Archer. You see this big man. 
You want him to be treated better down in the future. You don't want him to be this monster who's just being built to be beaten by younger guys who just do flips or younger guys who, you know, look like they wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight, you know? <laughs> so it, it's just, yeah, I mean, listen. I mean, listen, Eddie Kingston is not a shrimp either, you know? No, no, I mean, no, if no, you look man. at Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston may look like he's out, he's out of shape, but if, if me and Eddie Kingston are walking down the block, <laughs> I, I, I think he's going to do well if we have to fucking oh, throw them no. hands. Hey, man, no know? doubt. So it's not like, it's not like him losing to Eddie Kingston, like I said, it's just not, it's not something I can go, oh, he lost to Eddie Kingston. If he lost to fucking Matt Seidel, or fucking, <laughs> if he lost to Seidel, if he lost to like Braxton Sutter, which like, if they fight next week and he loses to Braxton Sutter, then I'll be like, okay, dude, come on. Like, come on. Even if he fights uh, uh the Butcher, he has to beat him. He has to, You gotta man. get that dude back on the win column. No you damn. gotta give me a reason to be hyped for him, to be scared or, or you know, say, oh, yo, Eddie Kingston, you're in trouble. And that's not going to happen if he's just doing jobs every time you turn around. Man, I'm a fan of Eddie Kingston. Let's not get that twisted. Even Chris is. We, we all are, right? Huge I just fan. feel it's the wrong type of match. Like, the booking is all wrong to me. I just feel as great of a match, and it was a hard-hitting match, don't get me wrong. I just feel like, why are these two paired together? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's, you know, they... they I've noticed, I noticed that AEW, a lot of people say there's, there's, I can't tell the difference between AEW and WWE. It's like, really? Like, hey, no, nah, look, it's, it's a better show than WWE. <laughs> and I would have Believe to me. say, it's, if, it's if a better AEW, show than Raw. Smackdown Raw, definitely. Yeah. Smackdown was it's good last better, week. It's right. a better show than Raw. Smackdown, they go back and forth, in my right. opinion. And it's better than NXT. But yep. what, what AEW is doing right now is with their booking, a lot of people haven't noticed this. You really have to look at it. They, they take elements of every, uh, every pretty much every promotion. For sure. And it seems a lot of their booking right now, especially with all these factions, they want some New Japan shit. Yeah, they for sure, for shit. sure. Booking, I was going to say that. Long -term, they're doing long-term storytelling, which for some strange reason, Fans are against not not every fan, but I, I I've seen. Hey, I'm not. <laughs> I see a lot of, and I don't know, but I see a lot yeah, of people yeah. in different groups talking about. You know, I'm not a fan of long long sto long term storytelling, and I'm like, okay, so you have the fucking attention span of a fucking puppy, <laughs> so you can't deal with long long term storytelling, and I think because his seat, people have been conditioned by the WWE unfortunately and they see shit Absolutely. and they think that it's 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 wrestling booking or they think that it's supposed to be booked a certain way because hey it, it WWE does this and a lot of times I catch guys and I say no 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 you're thinking of WWE booking not <laughs> wrestling booking overall you know WWE doesn't really follow and hasn't even in the attitude era hasn't really followed the, the traditional rules of booking because, listen, I will say this real quick. In the Attitude Era, I had had it up to here with the way they were booking Stone Cold. That motherfucker was getting on my fucking nerves. Thank you, you preach. Everybody gets scared. Because I'm like, preach, I'm a character. Bro. I'm not getting scared <laughs> of you like that. That's why. No, that's, what, that's one of the fundamentals of wrestling that always bothered me. If I, if, if right, I had a right. character... And they said, okay, his music hits, you're going to cower off the ring. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> Why am I afraid of him? I'm not afraid of him. Well, you're the bad guy. I, He's I, the okay, bionic fine. redneck, bro. Go, Come on. Exactly. You know, you say, oh, you're the heel. Okay, so I'm the heel. I'll go slap his wife. But I'm not running from him. I don't want to run from him. 
That's what I like to see like. W a lot of the time so much. <laughs> Taz never ran from anybody. Franchise never ran from anybody. You know, so I've always had a problem with that type of booking where a certain person was just booked to the moon and it was just, ugh. And WWE would do that shit way too much. You don't want, I don't want to see that with, with AEW. I don't want to see that with Impact. I see it with New Japan all the time because it got to a point where it was like, I'm not even going to watch this match because we all know Okada's going to fucking win. But <laughs> yeah. you didn't mind because it was fucking Okada. <laughs> now you're spoiling, bro. But, you know, it, 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 does get, it does get, you know, on your nerves after a while. So, you know, they just have to, I think people have to realize that not everything that you see is 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 wrong you just been watching wwe for so long you think right, certain right. things are supposed to be when they're really not <laughs> man i'm glad you brought that up because we've been saying the same thing like chris and i aren't fucking stone like the biggest stone cold fans we get it like we're not stupid we get his position in the company and where he's where he's held right but you're spot on man the shit during the attitude era was was such a smokescreen too man like and 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 now but that's a different subject but now like i've always been an aw mark originally bro I, I really was right but the last fucking few weeks man it's starting to fucking really like knock my head i don't know where this company wants to go sometimes because every week sh fucking shit changes the fucking well last week's show definitely sucked I last week was, was pathetic bad yeah, that was a bad see bad. tonight tonight i felt the in-ring product was great in ring yeah. from top to bottom from from the bottom of the card to the top of the card it, it was great that's not my gripe tonight for me it's just the booking and the positioning of all these guys on the card is my problem you know what i mean but like i said we can we can crap on about that all all fucking night so you know what i mean so chris feel free to to add to this or move on man so absolutely well i mean we're talking about stuff that doesn't make a whole lot of sense and stuff that you know jimmy and i have talked about quite a bit on the show and one of the things that we've sort of got a running joke about is who the fuck are penta and phoenix with right now and why <laughs> you know the, yes! the way that they the way that they seem to get booked is like okay they were booked with Pac, and the way that it was done was like these guys are like they're best friends man like of <laughs> course they're they're with each other and they're and they're helping each other out and then suddenly they were with archer which again they were with archer and then phoenix didn't come out to save archer today when he right. got jumped so that was fucking annoying and now they're with moxley um, bro. but and okay so moxley cuts this promo from the train yard right and i loved this promo because you shitting on the product bro exactly pretty much man stuff. He was basically saying, was. like, none of this shit makes sense. Can we please fucking slow down? I don't understand what's going on. Because he literally says, like, okay, first, you know, first the Lucha Brothers were with Pac, and then they were with Archer, and they hated me, and then and then they were with, you know, and then now they're by themselves, and they hate me, but now they don't hate me, and they're going to be with me in the, you know, in this, in this coming match at Beach Break? Well... Uh, okay i guess kind of thing and he i mean he literally just ran it down the way that like me and jimmy have been talking about it this whole time of like who the fuck are these dudes with and why like listen the the um what is, what is the faction called uh fuck if i know bro like I, i've totally forgotten the lucha brothers and pop that pop first of all <laughs> When we talk about who's the next AEW champion, I think it's obvious it should be Adam Page. Right, uh, right. They, Don't get they, me started gonna, on that. 
They're going to revisit him in, in, you know, Kenny Omega. Like I said, New Japan type, type, style, I agree, yeah. type of style storytelling. But the, but the champ after Adam Page needs to be fucking Pac. Okay? I, I, I understand, you know, they're just getting back in the swing of things. We're having Pac back because of the whole COVID thing. And you're absolutely right. There is so much confusion with this with this particular faction, you know, where, you know, this uh, Pac was feuding with Omega somewhat. He still kind of is, even though Omega's involved in the cross-promotional feud. You know, Pac still kind of hates Omega, but Pac is being turned into a face. So what the audience, see, the audience is turning that Pac faction into face. AEW's not doing that. That's the audience dictating what they're doing. But since the audience loves that faction, so the Death Triangle, that's what they're That's called. it, that's since, it. Yeah. Since they like the Death Triangle, the Death Triangle is fucking involved in pretty much everything. Their heels, their faces. And that can be good if you're giving me some type of direction. Right, you know? right. But where's so, the fucking direction? And isn't it the Triangle of Death, actually? Or something like that? It's, it's, it's the Death Triangle, that's what it is. Whatever the fuck it is. Man, these guys are running around like fucking headless chickens, bro right now like seriously park has lost so much fucking momentum in my opinion and chris i know go for it man i know you want to have you got something to say say it bro and that's the COVID issue again if he lost any momentum it's because of the COVID thing well yeah well, but i was just gonna say like it's okay if your character is both a face and a heel if you're all over the card and you're you're yeah you know, that, uh, you know if you're that tweener, that Punisher or Venom type character, you know, in pro wrestling, I, I can, I, I'm cool with that. But then your character has to be consistent in why they're doing what they're doing. And that's something that I don't feel they've done with uh, Penta and Phoenix, who are two of the most talented guys they have on the roster. Let's be honest. Like, those guys are both incredible talents when it comes to wrestling. But you've got Penta and Phoenix, like one night they're coming out and they're flipping the crowd off, and then literally the next week they're getting sympathy from the crowd, and then they're jumping back over to let's let's beat up Moxley, but not just let's beat up Moxley because we have a problem with Moxley, let's beat up Moxley and while we're doing it, we'll flip off the crowd again. Oh, and then next week, by the way, we're faces again because we need to go against Eddie Kingston and them guys. Like, it's all good if you want to be a tweener character. Tweener roles can be fun. They can be interesting, right? Like I said, I mean, some of the best comic book characters are that tweener kind of character, you know, and some of the best literary characters are sort of in between. Are they good guys? Are they bad guys? You know, but this is like, it's not that. I wish it was that because that I can understand, but this is just bipolar booking in my in my personal opinion about about these about these two guys in general i agree man yes i i agree it's 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 a bit of confusing especially when you're someone see i get i get this tag because it, it, it's a tag that anybody gets now if you if you say wait a minute slow down just take a look at the product all of a sudden you're a fanboy you're a mark i have things that I like things that I don't like, but overall, I like the company. You want this company to do well. It's funny. <laughs> I spoke about this on the hustle numerous times. Wrestling fans. That's why. That's why I always use the hashtag for wrestling fans. Now, y'all niggas is bums, man. <laughs> like, like, like straight up. That's the hashtag. I don't care if you're white, black, 
Asian. <laughs> Hash for people who you see who do nothing but complain. Hashtag y'all niggas is bums, man. See, <laughs> everything is with a C. Y'all niggas is bums, man. So that's that's just the way it is because oh, like I, I I remember when AEW started. I made a big announcement that I was giving everyone a fresh start. I wiped the slate clean. I forget about everything I saw in the past from all companies, Impact, New Japan, everybody. Because AEW started off, I felt that we should all start fresh. Now, from the time I've said that, WWE has not entirely pissed me off at all. I don't have too many complaints these days about WWE other than certain things like, you know, Alexa being this fucking boring ass character. She's not scary at all. Randy Orton still being trying to be a thing. And, you know, Edge's boring ass promos. <laughs> you know, the Hurt Business being the best that's They're the, the fucking they got right now. Right. 100%. And the Tribal Chief, who I do like, but when he talks, his promos are putting me to sleep. Like, oh, you got on. Paul Heyman. Now, it, listen. His promo so, last I, week was one of the best me, in the few I gotta, years. I, I gotta di- I, let me digress for a second. Oh, but no. here's, the, here's the deal with that. It's like, what are you saying? <laughs> you know, I'm saying I'm stupid. <laughs> and I'm like this. <laughs> uh, no, I'm saying you're putting me to sleep. What the fuck do you have Paul Heyman there for? Like, he should be the one doing the talking. Now, I get it. Now, listen, he has done exactly or to a degree of what I said he should have been doing, which is being laid back, less Joe and I, more Big Daddy Cool. You know? And he's being more Big Daddy Cool. <laughs> That's a good call. That's a... It's just sometimes when he talks, it's just kind of... But but overall, it's still it's still awesome. Right. Even though I don't know how you're going to be a tribal chief when you're not fully Samoan, but that's another story. Hey, so, he's fucking half Italian, bro. Hence the fucking Roman name, bro. Exactly. The fuck? You can Yo, listen, listen. I, I wish, I wish, I wish I was a wrestler right now. Because I'd be in the ring. First of all, we all know A-Track Brown can, can cut a fucking promo. I'd be in the ring with Roman Reigns like, the tribal chief. My man, you half Italian. Can't be oh, nobody's shit. tribal chief. What you talking about? You might as well make the rock your tribal chief. <laughs> but you know, listen. Oh, maybe the rock so, will use it. <laughs> so overall, you know, when you give these when you give these companies I gave these companies a fresh start. I have no major complaints. AEW, I want them to do well. We all want them to do well. We asked for fucking a new wrestling company and we got it. No doubt. Now, I, I say everyone should give this company three solid years to get their shit together. You know, everyone's everyone was complaining from like from the jump. You had a lot of people complaining. No one really wanted to give this shit a chance. And no. it's like you have people who are like, you know what? It, it took you know what? It took AEW to be formed for me to actually understand. The whole saying that no one hates wrestling fans more than wrestling. wrestling well, no one hates wrestling more than wrestling fans. I, I agree. fully understand that. The whole complaining thing, I like I see that now with AEW, but I always say people have every right to say what they say about the WWE because it was fucking awful. It was fucking awful, and there's still times where it is awful. War is still fucking awful. It's just certain things about it. it that you're like, yeah, man. It's just certain. Like when Randy Orton was was champ, that that when he got it from Drew, I didn't watch nothing. I only no, watched hurt business segments, right. and I turned it the fuck off. I didn't care about that shit. So, 
you know, you got SmackDown doing its thing. So AEW is here where half 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 the time you're getting something good, half the time I can't say it's bad, but it's confusing. You know? It's like it's like I always say to people, you can have an angle that is stupid, but it makes sense. Right, and people right. will argue Oh, how's it? How's it make sense if it's stupid? Because making sense does, it shouldn't be synonymous with good or bad. It has to be with continuity. So you can have something make sense and still have it be good, and ha- and, and have something make sense and still have it be bad. You know, Impact had that problem. At least they they were having shit that was making sense, but some of it was good and some of it was bad. So now you have AEW where. Some things are good, but it's not making any fucking sense at all. So it's like, yo, what the fuck? I just want to cut in and say we're going to go for a little short break, all right? Because we got less than one minute to go. So hold up, everyone. Yep. You're listening to the Rational Rage Network. All right, and we're back. Um, okay, so... what What's up next is uh, it's a it's a picture that looks great, and then everything that happens audio-wise uh, annoys me, and then even the picture turns really stupid. So it starts off with Sting and Darby Allen, and they're in this dark, seedy-looking place, and that's not a bad look. That's not something that I expect to go terribly wrong, but Sting starts talking, and he sounds like a 61-year-old white guy, and uh, that's all Sting is capable of sounding like anymore. Um, I don't find him to be interesting or dark or at all the character that I loved when he was the crow sting. Um, it turns into nothing. Uh, basically, I don't exactly know what he's saying about how they're not bad guys. And then Darby Allen uh, smashes a window, you know, so cool. So cool. when you just smash people's windows and stuff. Uh, it's just awesome. Can I fucking just intervene then, for a second? Wait, I'm sorry. And then Sting smashes a window, and that's the end of the fucking segment. Go ahead. All right. First of all, did Sting fucking look his age trying to smash those fucking windows? <laughs> Seriously. And Darby Allen fucking throwing that damn fucking skateboard through the fucking oh, glass God. looks fucking cheesy as fuck. All right. First of all, <laughs> track, two, Sting was struggling, bro. He was struggling to smash those motherfucking windows. They could have at least fucking had... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They could have at least had gimmicked fucking windows, man. But the poor guy was fucking dying from fucking exhaustion trying to fucking smash those windows, man. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, fuck, man. Oh, I, I, I love Sting, but fuck. Anyway, go track. Uh, I was at work when I was watching this. So. <laughs> I was at work. At the time, I was like semi-distracted, but um, uh, I I will say this, um, like I said, this is something that I called from like the beginning, you know, um, I said Sting and Darby Allen need to come together, uh, at some point they even need to feud and Sting should put him over and, and whatever, so as far as I'm concerned, whatever they're doing right now. I'm okay with it. wasn't the best. It wasn't the best, but again, I was distracted, so I couldn't really, I couldn't really um, say that the the promo sucked. I remember hearing the word hoodlums or hooligans or some shit like that, and I did see, I did see when Sting tried to break the window, and I said I laughed at that, but I was just like, you know what, whatever. As long as as long as this keeps going, 
Um, not everything is going to be a home run, so this wasn't a hit for most people. But um, definitely, you know, you win some, you you lose some. I think Sting will be all right. I mean, that's Sting. He's an old school guy. Not everything he's not every pummel he's ever cut in the past was great. You know, sometimes it, it is what it is. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. <laughs> Man, the only thing that never again. Yeah. No. <laughs> the only thing that went through my head is, yeah. you know, if you ever if you ever watch John Oliver's show. Uh, he has things in segments where he'll pause after something that's really not cool and then go, cool. Oh. That's basically what I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fucking thing. Just awful. Cool. <clears throat> <laughs> Sting trying man, that to was be atrocious, man. cool at 61 years old is, I mean, listen, there's a way that you can book Sting. We've talked about this before. You book Sting as the silent... Um, almost the Phantom of the Opera type character for AEW. Uh, it's money mm -hmm. to do it like that, and you could book him and Darby like that. You could book him and Darby um, as you know, quiet to silent, uh, backstage, almost like almost ethereal characters in AEW. You could do that, and it could be good. But the the way that they're just, I mean, they had Sting come out. He was silent for his first show. You know, Jimmy, you you were on the you were on with me. Uh, I called it a nine out of ten show. I said that I was more excited after that night about professional wrestling than I had been in a decade, and I meant it. Um, and they completely dropped the ball with Sting. The next night, he's he's coming out and he's and he's and he's hugging fucking Tony Schiavone and then he's just talking and he sounds exactly like a 61 year old like former professional wrestler who retired from his gimmick and then came back with the face paint he did he didn't there was no character to it it just sounded like Steve Borden dressed as pro sting it was fucking bad and they haven't really been able to do anything good with it since and I'm just I know I'm nitpicking I didn't like it let's move on um, the inner circle come out, and uh, speaking of things that we've said on this show in the past, Jimmy, what am I about to say about everybody in the fucking front row? Do you really want me to get started? You're fired. These okay? motherfuckers are singing these songs, bro. If you're a face <laughs> and you're being paid by this company, and you're singing this goddamn fucking song at the top of your lungs, in spite of the fact that it's the theme song of a heel who literally walked out with a baseball bat, you're fired, okay? Uh, gun club, you're fired. Yeah, librarian you bitch, home. fired. Yeah. No, listen. Blue fucking pants, out of here. The, the librarian guy, it's fine. He's a heel. He can he can sing along to the heel fucking thing, and he can, you know. And the crowd can do whatever the fuck they want. I'm a big proponent of that. But if you're a face and you're being paid to be there. And you've had segments in the past where you're trying to fight off the inner circle, but you're singing Judas at the top of your fucking lungs. You're fired. You go the fuck home. You figure out how to act first. Then maybe if you can wrestle, you can come back. This pisses me off every fucking time. And I love Judas. That fucking that song gets me fucking hyped every time. I'd be one of the fucking people in the crowd singing it. But I am not getting paid, and I'm not a fucking face for this company. Track. Um, I would say you have to fire the cameraman. Yeah, the right. Great let call. Let the fucking crowd. Whoever's let, producing let the, it. Let the yeah. people in the crowd with faces. That's a great call, song. man. Because at the end of the day, when you do have a crowd, face or heel, I don't give a shit if Chris Chris comes out with a Chris Benoit shirt. People <laughs> are gonna chant that fucking song. 
They're gonna chant that song regardless. So my thing is just keep the camera off the keep the camera off the front row and focus on the crowd in the back. Yeah, you know, spot on, brother. It's obvious they want they want a reaction, and right, that is right. the reaction that you would get. And it all started with Sammy Guevara doing this shit. He's the one who started the whole thing. So th them keeping that up, I get it. You know, I get it. But um, like I said, just a cameraman. They they they. No, that's a great cool. Focus on those wrestlers, with the exception of that one. I, I have to go back because I saw this sister. She had rainbow hair and a blue shirt in the biggest set of fucking pictures <laughs> I've ever seen on live television since the goddamn nineties. Like I have to go back and watch this because Shit, I, I, I got Who was the sister with the rainbow that. wig, the blue shirt, and the hooters <laughs> that would not quit? I was like, Hooters, Hooters, yum, 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 Hooters, Hooters of a girl that's dumb. Because them shits was popping out her shirt. That distracted oh, me from shit. everything. I was like, Judas in my mind, titties in my face. <laughs> and I was I was looking at those titties like, I'm come, I'm come, I'm coming. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Bro, do you remember the movie had to be a player back in the day? <laughs> yes. Do you remember the fucking Budusi, booty dick and pussy? Booty dick and pussy. <laughs> but yeah, so that that was that was one of the things I took away from that segment. Uh, but I will say this: the inner circle. Uh, I I get. Listen, I think in the end, I think what this whole thing is going to pay off with is MJF challenging Chris Jericho and yeah, possibly ending Chris Jericho's career. I think Jericho's on his way out, um, and he, and quite mm, frankly, he interesting. And I don't say that because he almost killed himself doing that oh, last, last week. week. Oh, that was fucked up, bro. He's done all he can do. There's nothing left for you to do, you know. So either right. you know, become someone's manager, or go back to, or go to the thing, or whatever. And also, um, I have not been happy with the booking of LAX. Oh, or, or, it's, it's oh. a fucking travesty, man. I don't know what the fuck. Like, listen. <laughs> I refuse to call them pr uh, proud and proud. Yana, they're not even called that anymore them. anyway. That's fucking but, pathetic. You know, it's it's just that you have this team, you put them in the inner circle, and they're not going for the tag team titles. You know, um, if they, listen, right now, right now, the Bucks should hold on to these titles a little bit longer, get into some mini feuds, eventually get into a feud with the Lucha Bros, lose that to the Lucha Bros. The Lucha Bros shouldn't be champs that long, and they should lose those belts to LAX. Right. LAX ain't getting any younger. Or you can go right. vice versa, have LAX get the titles and lose them to the Lucha Bros. Don't become WWE and take something that you obviously see that's there and waste it. You have Eddie Kingston. You have Santana, you have right. Ortiz, you have Diamante, you have Ivelisse. What the fuck are you doing? This is fucking ridiculous. You have LAX right there. What the hell? Please I mean, explain what, to us what the, what the fuck. <laughs> what you, we've you can even, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you can even take Santana, Ortiz, Kingston, the Lucha Brothers, and Diamante, and have them be the Latin Death Circle. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. All I know is you've got, with the exception of Conan, you've got 
every member of LAX right there. Right. Okay. And you can get, and you can take the, you don't have you can't call him LAX. I get it. Or maybe you can. You're working with Impact. Fix that. Right. Shit. Hey, fuck yeah. You're spot on. Fix bro. that fucking shit. <laughs> what the Do fuck? Something you're right. with this team because right now you're like WWE with them, and it's pissing me off. And, and it's pissing us off. I don't give them the leeway when it comes to that. You know. Because I'm, I've been a fan of these dudes since they. I liked LAX better than the, better than the original LAX because these then dudes can fucking and talk. Right. Yes. No, for sure, for sure. They can fucking talk. I liked every every yo, every single angle that they were involved in 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 Impact was fucking phenomenal. They I agree, told man. stories like you wouldn't fucking believe. They 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 gave you fucking American me. They gave you fucking <laughs> um blood in blood outs. They gave you fucking boys in the hood. <laughs> they did a drive by on a fucking kid. In like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yo, don't. They did a drive by in front of a kid. They had to sit down with that the was, old casinos. I forgot about that. Fucking gangsters. Wait, didn't they run over the kid, but? Well, yeah, they ran over. I always yeah, yeah. It was a drive by. Right, they, right. They, 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 they just never had the gunshots. Yeah, I remember <laughs> they, that, they man. Just, but that right there was gangster. And, the, and, and even the ending to the whole thing, like, I remember when Eddie Kingston, it, this was like a movie. Eddie Kingston was on his knees. He was standing for the Cody. Yeah, I remember. I spit on you. I spit on you. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Do it. And the goes, good night, motherfucker. Now you got them in a fucking place where they have more money. They have more camera equipment. They have more people. And the best thing that you can do is give them a feud with who's the best friends, which started off cool. I, I didn't I didn't mind that. You know, the moms got involved and shit like that. <laughs> that, that was, was funny. funny. Yeah. You know, they, they, the, the best friends got over. Fine. And before that, they was involved with the whole Matt Hardy thing. And, right. and or, he sold like a motherfucker. He was the MVP of that whole shit with the way he was selling. For but sure. now, break them away from the inner circle. Big time. And that shit, and I said, and I said, yo, I said last when they had that tag match, who was the tag team of the inner circle? I said, if LAX doesn't win this shit, we I'm said the same done shit. With the fucking booking of this, of this team. We I'm, said I'm the exact booking. same thing, bro. I'm gonna explode. And Jericho and, and what's called. Now I understood why they did what they did with um, why they did what they did with with Jericho and Guevara, why they broke them up, because that was when he had got caught. Saying that controversial shit, and right. let's be real, you can't call, you can't go with the team lay sex gods when a dude is talking about rape and Sasha Banks. So I got, <laughs> I, I kind of understood that, and I think you know for a while, Guevara was being a little bit punished for that. But LA is a guy, man. Yeah, but I know, but it, it's still I understood, I understood why they kept him off TV. No, I get you. Listen, yeah. It was years ago, and even I had to say, get this dude off TV. Okay, no, I was saying I, I didn't say fire him, but you had no, yeah. you, gotta, you had to send him home for a while because it was like, dude, you didn't you didn't say an innuendo. You just yeah. said you no, wanted no, no, to that's rape her. What the fuck is wrong <laughs> with you, man? Are you listen? <laughs> far be it from me to say anything, but when you got me saying nigga, <laughs> you should be yo something's up. I understood he was joking. I understood from the I knew he wasn't serious. But it was like, no, you don't say that. You don't, no, you don't no, just no, no. say, you, I want to rape her. That's that, like, those words should not be strung together. 
ever if you're on television. Oh. Like, what are you doing? And, 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 and yo, what did I, 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 I? No, I can't say what did I say because you guys weren't around. But on the hustle, I said when the whole thing started, when they, the whole playfulness with Sasha started back and forth. I said this is not going to end well. And that's exactly what happened. Like, what? There goes that. There goes that back and forth. That was kind of cool. And now this nigga said he wasn't ready for this. And I was like, yo, you fucking idiot. You fucked that up. And I, and I believe he was, sincere, he was sincere in his apology. I don't think he Oh, no doubt about it, man. He's young and dumb, bro. Like, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, now, so like, again, you know, back to the fact of the matter. We, we are where we are right now with the inner circle. But LAX needs to get away and, get, and, and just do their own thing. Because they're just not working. It's not working out. It's not right now. I just want to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, man. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt because it could be going that way. Don't be surprised if LAX are the ones that are gonna fuck this whole party up, man. I've got a feeling that's where they might go. Maybe. But I've got a feeling they're gonna be fucking paired with MJF and Wardlow, though. They got to do something interesting because basically they've taken one of their top three tag teams, maybe one of the top five tag teams on the planet anywhere, um, and they've basically right. turned them into the inner circle's diversity hires. It's, it's fucking sad is what it is. Yeah. It puzzles me, man. Uh, like I said, it, it, it boggles me, man. All right, okay, moving on from on that. Piece, yeah, let's move on. Let's let's go ahead and talk about this tag match. Um, it was a decent tag match. Uh uh, Car- uh, Garrison definitely got in some uh, heated offense here. Uh, Pillman mostly sold. Um, I really liked the finish of this, where Pillman they looked good, man. Pillman goes for a dive off the top and takes uh, the Judas effect coming down. Um, and then I, I got I gotta say, like I love that Jericho. Um, I think that he again noticed what people were saying and reacted to it because instead of just going for the pin after the Judas effect, he hits that fucking lion salt perfectly. Fucking, I'm not fucking <laughs> crazy. The guy's got to. He showed that shit on purpose, like yeah, yeah, hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent, man. That's exactly what was going through my mind, and and no pun intended saying that, but but the thing is, man. He's got to stop doing that shit. Let's be real, man. You know what I mean? He's getting too old. He's getting fucking fat. Hey, I can't talk. I'm fucking put on heaps of weight too. But hey, I'm not fucking doing moon salts, man. Or lion salt. Fuck whatever, man. And I ain't fuck. Yeah, come on. Like seriously, man. Last week, I really fucking. I was like, whoa, he's going to fucking land on his head. And he did. I was like, fuck, man. Like, we yeah. saw We saw what happened to uh, the late great Hayabusa. Right, and exactly. R.I.P. to him. We don't, yeah. want, we don't want that happening to Chris Jericho, definitely. And listen, he almost fucked himself up when he was younger. I remember when right, Mr. Right. Perfect saved his fucking life. Yeah, yeah, on Nitro. Was it Nitro? It was Nitro. It was Nitro, and that's what it, and that's what it looked like last week. It was like shit. Ain't right, no Mr. Right. Perfect in the ring, brother. So <laughs> you know, like I, I knew that I knew it was gonna start the shit of of people saying he should retire, but. I, I like I said, I don't think he should retire based off that. I just think that he has no, of course not. in in this business and I think he can achieve more in the creative sense backstage or something like that. Um I still think a lot of the shit that we see from Jericho, like, you know, the Trump supporting and the old school, I still oh, think a lot shit. of that has to do a character. I really do. So I mean, you even, even if it's not, I really don't give a shit because 
to me, Chris Jericho has, has, can support whatever the fuck he wants. He's right, not right. like that fucking dude in WWE, Gunner, who's been out there saying stupid shit. Well, other than some of his COVID comments. But the the, the, the other shit, you know, Gunner, he's been right, out there. Right. He's, his own sister don't want nothing to do with his ass. <laughs> you know? So Jericho, to me, everybody tries to judge him based off his political beliefs now. But it's like, yo, I get it. But I'm not letting that fucking fuck with me. Because like I said, nah, I man. believe a lot of that. Is just Jericho being Jericho. I really yeah. fuck like people say you don't really think he supports Trump. He's donated money. You know you don't donate your money when you when you're playing. You do when you know you're gonna get a tax break. It's not like <laughs> anything from doing that. You know right. like yes, I really do think he's fucking around with people. Um, that's that's how Jericho is. I remember when he was a heel in WWE and he would go out and stare at the fans for like ten minutes. And at one point he had to break character because some stupid bitch spit on him and he had to smack. Oh, and he fucking dicked her, bro. Do you remember that <laughs> yeah, shit? He real. fucking dicked her, bro. Like he I mean, being, like, he was in kayfabe until she no. spit on him, and right. he said, "Bitch, the fuck out of here." <laughs> he fucking so, dropped that bitch like a bad habit, man. I mean, no, for real. boom, <laughs> dropped you know, on the in front of everybody. We're still getting we're still getting his best work, and I think yeah, even when he's doubt. not active, he you know he's like a Matt Hardy. He will always have shit to contribute to his business. Right, right. Doesn't have to sure. always be in ring. No Agreed. doubt, man. Chris? Agreed. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, I mean, you know, growing up, we've, you know, Jimmy, you and I have talked about this a little bit. Like, you know, I was a, I was a short, I, I was a short kid from Canada with the first name Chris. So my two favorite wrestlers <laughs> when I was a kid were Benoit and Jericho because they were short <laughs> Canadian kids named Chris who were wrestling. Um, moving on here we're going to talk about this Pac promo just a little bit uh, because it made me laugh a little bit he's talking about Omega go ahead I just want to say I didn't understand the fucking word he was saying man <laughs> okay so Straight he's up. got a line he's got a line in this that I want to actually ask uh, track about because he'll know more about this so uh, uh, Pac is talking about Omega and he says you know that Omega you know is walking around thinking that he's quote Billy Big Bollocks and I just, I just got to ask you, Track, like, what right Big does Bulls. Pac have? Big Bulls, it means, what, man. <laughs> what right does Pac have to compare Omega to Billy Ray Valentine? Like, what, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. No, it's geez. obvious. It is obvious. It is obvious that Pac has been watching Billy Ray Valentine's Raw <laughs> Reviews as of late. Well. They're and, brilliant. You know, Great he, he, he is an... He has become an avid uh, uh, subscriber and watcher of, you know, <laughs> Lay Sex Guys, which, by the way, the Lay Sex Guys channel is up. We have no content yet, but oh, Lay Sex an actual Gods, channel now? Oh, yeah. There's an actual Lay Sex Guys channel, and I'll just real say real quick, it has nothing to do with wrestling. It's all about sexiness. Well, it's a little bit wrestling, but it's all about sexiness. <laughs> All about sexiness. Watching the all last about- Lay Sex Gods fucking video, it was nothing but tits and ass, bro. Yo, there's gonna be a like Sex Gods movie coming out. All right, <laughs> I yeah. said it, you heard it here first. There's a like Sex he Gods movie scoop. on the way. You already saw the preview on the PW Hustle page. And if you didn't, you oh, need to go shit. check it out. <laughs> I've been watching, bro. I've been listening. Bro. <laughs> but nah, but nah, you know, Pac, Pac I, 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 I'm with Jimmy. I didn't understand that shit either. I like when you see the see you are able to quote it. I could bro is it just me or is he fucking son of sound fucking retarded man like now listen he he can cut a promo 
Right, but why is he sounding like that? He was. It seemed like he was trying too hard. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why, but it seemed like he was trying way too. It's not. You know what he sounded like? He sounded like a white European uh, Ahmed Johnson in this particular. Oh shit! That's that. That's that's the only way I can I can compare. That's the only thing I can compare to right now. And again, you know you're gonna get heat from that, bro. Well, listen, like I said, sometimes you sometimes you hit, sometimes you miss. This particular promo, because I couldn't understand it, and I guess we can make fun of it now. You can kind of say it was a hit because I can laugh at it. But I I was with Jimmy. I didn't understand shit he was saying. You know, other than the fact that he's a fan of Billy Ray. Yeah. (laughs) Let me let this sink in for a second. Fact just said. A white European version of Ahmed Johnson. You heard that here first, folks. <laughs> That's crazy. Good <laughs> it reminds me of fucking South Park. Like, Timmer. <laughs> That's what it was. Oh, like, fuck yeah, man. I really didn't understand a fucking word. For real, That that's a shoot. I really didn't, man. I, I, I do think that Pac is, is uh, the, the fifth man to, to hold that belt after Adam Page and that's when Cody can take it from him oh we'll get to fucking <laughs> ass man fucking Page to me he's fucking Jahash Page which means fucking donkey in Arabic alright remember that Jahash Page alright Jesus Christ alright so speaking just remember of, that speaking of donkeys uh, next up we've got a Shaq <laughs> promo that was a really really oh, bad promo time, of the night promo of the fucking night um no, listen. Okay, Shaq talking about uh, Cody's hair—that was funny and everything. But literally everything else here just sounded like Shaq trying to cut a wrestling promo. Um, it's it's okay that Shaq can't cut a promo. I can't. Uh, so I'm not gonna Come on, I'm not gonna hate on him too much here. But I I this was bad. I didn't I didn't think that this was believable at all. I like Shaq is a monster, right? And I think that like. To book him properly, unless you're going to book him as a face, which they're definitely not going to do, because I don't know if you guys heard, but hey, did you know Cody's having a baby, guys? Did you did you hear oh, that what? Cody's having no. a baby? There's a baby no, no, on really? the way, guys. Cody's going to be a daddy to a baby. Going <laughs> <laughs> to have a baby? I didn't know about that. baby by Brandy, right? His wife. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure she's having it. <sighs> no, hey. no, seriously, is she? So she I, is. I, yeah, man. Yeah. You didn't hear the news? Yeah, no, no, that's news to me, for real, man. Like, hey, hey, yo, Chris. Yo, Chris. Fucking guy. Cody's having a baby, bro. Co- is, is, he, <laughs> is that what? I, I never would have known that's, from watching this show. I just want to say. That's the news. I'm a Cody fan, but if that motherfucker could suck his own fucking dick, he would. <laughs> all right? <laughs> he, would, he would rather suck his own dick oh, than fucking Brandy sucking his fucking dick. I don't give a fuck, and I'm a fan of his, man. Let me but man, you. that motherfucker loves his fucking dick, bro. Before we, if he could before, impregnate uh, himself. Yo, sorry, no, Chuck. I was, no, I was going to say, you know, before we get into Cody, uh, no homo, I was going to say, <laughs> you know, um, you know hey, Chris, you're going to talk about my promos? You saying that I, I can't talk, I can't, <laughs> He's doing know, shit. I, I can't, I can't have promos. I think, I don't, I don't, you know what, you know what, Chris? I think you suck. I don't like you. I don't like your beard. I don't like your face. And if I see you on the court, I'm gonna dunk the ball on you. Almost, uh, yeah. 
This is exactly the thing that I, that I get from Shaq. This is exactly man, he, how I hear you know Shaq talk. He fucking done the perfect Shaq promo right there, man. <laughs> that was well put, man. That really fucking sound like Shaq. But dude, come on, man. <laughs> I'm gonna come in the ring. I'm gonna take my penis. That's the size of my arm. I know you're having a baby, but your wife is gonna have another one. Oh, baby, Shaquille Rhodes. Shaquille Rhodes. Oh God. All right. Well, speaking of Cody. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Cody, uh, the entrance starts, and 16 hours later, Cody's in the ring um, <laughs> after the uh, after the entrance and the pyro and everything else that he has to have Ooh. every single time this motherfucker comes to the ring. Legitimately, Fuck. every single time this motherfucker comes to the ring. Even Triple H just Ugh. starts the show <laughs> on Raw sometimes. Like, even <laughs> Triple H doesn't have the same fucking necessity oh. for pyro and lights out, lights on fucking entrances every single time. Like, that's bad. Um, anyway, guys, did you know that Cody's having a baby? Yeah. Fucking, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say yo, something I, stupid. I just, I, I just read the news, yo. It's fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> what, so, hey, what, what did Shaq call, the, call Cody, by the way? I forgot. Something about a little girl. Something about being a little girl with his blonde hair. I call him Cody Girl with blonde hair. <laughs> that's it. That's the one. Bro, I popped to that shit. <laughs> Track do, do you just have like Shaq on speed dial or something? Because like Shaq keeps cutting <laughs> in every time. We're hey, don't about. make me fucking put a Shaq track in the intro because I will. <laughs> they said that Ray Charles is dead. <laughs> it's obviously that Ray Charles is alive. Ray Charles does tattoos. Just look at Cody's neck. <laughs> That's fucking perfect, man. Uh, track cuts a better Shaq promo than Shaq. That's oh, wonderful. Fuck uh, yeah, all right, so man. Arn Anderson is the coach, and uh, he chewed oh. out last week. Um, I like to do that with pretty women, but I guess if Arn gets down, I was gonna say, <laughs> um, guys, it's story time. It's story time with Arn. Um, did you know that uh, after a really important match, uh, Dusty was actually uh. able to get home in time to see his his baby boy being born. It was oh, so powerful sake. to hear about this story because Cody was tearing up. He was thinking about his own baby. He's like, damn, guys. It's so... Uh, whatever. It's just... Seriously, Chris, Chris, <laughs> shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, that shit's fucking... Seriously. Man, look, I, I've said it a million uh, times. I'm a Cody fucking fan. I get it. He's having a fucking kid, right? I'm sure he's trolling us at this point, right? But fucking come on, man. You know, come on. Anyway, uh, let's get. You, I got. Go to check. No, I was gonna say I got. I got no problem with Cody. You know, I actually enjoyed that promo because I haven't heard Arn cut a, like an on on promo in so long. So when on when Arn started talking, I shut the fuck up. Well, since the fucking since his dog spot. When Arn Anderson talks, leave a spot. You just shut up, all right? Because Arn Anderson, listen, Arn Anderson could fucking read the fucking, Arn Anderson could read green eggs and ham, and he can make that shit sound fucking good. He but can, can he read fucking spam, though? Important. I, I, listen, Arn can let you know why kids love cinnamon toast crunch, okay? <laughs> so at the end of the day, I enjoyed it. 
Listen, there's times where I always say, why why does he have Arn there? He doesn't really need him. He, Cody, Cody can talk. You know, I guess, you know, because Arn's an old school guy. You know, he right. gives Arn some time or whatever. But um, I did enjoy the promo. You know, get, being informed once again that Cody is having a baby. I like when they talk <laughs> about, you know, the, you know they, they say, listen, if Dusty Rose is my daddy, I mention him in every fucking promo I have. <laughs> no, I, for I, real. I, no, 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 no. Seriously, I, 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 I get listen. You. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not where everybody. You have Cody fans. You have Cody haters. I'm a Cody fan, and I love to give it to the Cody haters. They're like Cody gonna put himself over on everybody. Yeah, you're goddamn right because he's better than everybody. The fuck out of here. Cody shouldn't be putting anybody over. Who the fuck is Darby <laughs> Allen to be fucking to be beating Cody Rhodes? You, know you mean Mitch Sting? Nah, you listen, Mini Sting, Mini Sting is cool and all, but he shouldn't be Cody. <laughs> Your champ right now should be Cody fucking Rhodes, okay? The man that Triple H wants to be. The man that should <laughs> see Triple H should see. You see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Triple H wants to be Cody so bad, right? But oh, what Triple H had to do, he had to marry Vince's daughter in order to gain control <laughs> of the WWE because he couldn't leave. You know what I'm saying? Cody right. Rhodes. Cody Rhodes just had to Cody suck Rose one is... dick to become the the CEO. Nah, and nah, and, nah, and nah. there's only one dick that he wants to suck, Trank, all right? And that's, Cody fucking, Rose, and that's Cody's Cody dick, Rose, bro. Listen, everybody, everybody wants to be like Cody. You want to be like Cody? You want to be like Cody? <laughs> I want to be like Cody. All right, all right. Why Cody has brandy? All right. I'm glad. So, I'm glad. All right. I need to say one thing because did you guys watch the big show after Dynamite last week? Did anybody catch it? I haven't watched one episode of that show. All right. I don't can, like those type of shows. Can, can, can someone tell me if I'm wrong? But is Cody a third a, a third generation wrestler? Yes or no? Anybody? No. He's a second-generation no, second wrestler. wrestler. Well, that motherfucker lied on fucking national television and said, right, I kid you not, bro, look <laughs> it up. Right, I fucking heard it, bro. I saw it. I was like, what? He called himself a third-generation professional wrestler because there was some fucking amigo, right, that was riding a fucking horse. He was a third-generation Mexican horse fucking thing, whatever the fuck he was doing, right? And he goes, I can relate to you because I'm a third-generation professional wrestler like like they even gave a fuck if he's a third generation professional wrestler and i turned around and say what motherfucker you're lying you're straight up lying <laughs> all right maybe he's counting count his brother i don't know oh come on so he so he so his brother is fucking his is his grandfather too and his brother <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, like maybe he meant his brother was was a generation ahead of him or some <laughs> shit like that. I don't know. I mean, Bro, I swear to God. you look at it, you know, his brother through the nineties, and then here he comes. Uh, I don't know. Oh come on, uh, bro. <laughs> maybe he mis maybe he misspoke, or maybe he was trying to be sympathetic. Yeah. But Cody, listen, listen. If Cody says it, it must be true. Okay. Uh, no, you're right. If you're right. If he says he's a third generation wrestling, goddammit. All right, so out comes uh, the amazing red or uh, red rider. Gingerbread. The red rider. Uh, little red riding. Hood. Oh, you mean Sasha Banks? Uh, red velvet. Sorry, uh, I took. She's just the red version of Sasha Banks to me, man. You know what? She actually she's cut a really nice. Up blood, bro. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna go she ahead and spoke like her, bro. She fucking spoke really like her, man. Promo here. She did, um, but it, I felt it, like it was very like. I, yeah, I don't. The thing is, is like it's it's really it's a difficult position that I feel like everybody's in here because it's hard to know exactly where they're going with this, and I think that even they aren't sure where to go with things. 
Oh, um, they definitely don't fucking have a clue, bro. <laughs> so I, I like the like to me, Red Velvet kind of saved this from just being like she's good, another, man. She's another good. masturbatory she fucking thing about Cody. Um, I did love, and I love this about Jim Ross is that after the promo, he went, oh, she said man. bitch ass. That means she's. <laughs> yeah. I love. I love my ass. He was Man, he was shitting on the whole product again tonight, man. Like for real, he was on fire tonight, man. Uh, Jr. Yeah, he's a, yo, yeah, go for it. He Jay. Said she, when, when he said she said bitch ass, I started dying. I was like, <laughs> I can't believe. I, no, you say she started like Shasha. No, she did to so me, this, bro. This like a style of promo. It was great first though. All, I'm not. I'm not. I'm all, not fucking right. I think first of all, I suspect this 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 chick might um be might be Dominican. Uh, yeah, she's definitely out. Latina. She's definitely Latina, she bro. She had that sure. accent, and I thought yep, that accent yep. was strong. I loved it. I thought that helped her promo. Sure, sure. And her promo was good. Sasha Banks' promos are not good, bro. No, no, no. Wait, whoa. whoa. Like Let me Sasha. rephrase that. Let me rephrase that, right? When I say she sounded like Sasha Banks, I'm not talking about the way she fucking delivered her, her promo. It was more the way she spoke. Yeah, with a Latina fucking twang to it. You know what I mean? But, like, it's just to her delivery. Like the way she delivered her promo just reminded me of Sasha Banks and her mannerisms. You know what I'm saying? The swag, I guess. You know, with the with the whole head thing or whatever. Right. That, I mean, you know, sisters do that, but <laughs> that's just the way that it is. But right. um, I, I, I guess I, 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 I see where you're coming from. Let's be honest. <laughs> you're looking at the real deal now. <laughs> 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 oh, that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought I thought she did. I thought she saved that segment. I thought she did. No, she did. She did. The threads that I were on were like, holy shit. And Jim Ross made it even better when he said Yo, she said definitely. Ass. <laughs> No, she killed it, man. She 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 really was great. And she looked like a fucking pro out there. And I don't mean that as a prostitute way. But yeah, I, I'm saying like a fucking, like a professional. You know what I'm saying? No, no, for real. For real. She did great. But it's just the way she delivered her promo. It kind of reminded me of Sasha Banks. But that's just me. That's not She's a knock, though, either. They've got, they've got, they've got someone who has potential with her, and definitely. Let's let's see where where they go from here with this. I like, I guess this is Cody versus Shaq. I I don't know why we need to see that. Right. So what's say, this got to do with these beaches, though? Be, well, I think. Well, the, I think the Jade and the Shaq yeah. and Jade dynamic. I kind of get that. You know, right. Shaq being big and her being black China. Like yeah, this, yeah, they're pretty much. First of all, even though she can't talk, I don't know where they found this bitch, but good fucking job. But um, this whole thing is a network thing. It's I don't think this is something that they said. Hey, you know what might be great if we get Shaq in? I think a lot of this has to do with that's the TNT. Yeah, definitely yeah. TNT related, and, right? And this is where I try to tell people when they say, "Oh, this is AEW's for the hardcores." No. Like every other person, hell no, not, they won't not be shit without casual fans. That's why Cody's on this Absolutely. show. That's why Shaq is doing this shit because they want to engage more casual fans. That's what they need. One hundred percent. Hardcore sure. ain't enough. So, you know, I I, I kind of take this whole thing from from a from you know the network doing it, and it's like okay, just at least make it somewhat entertaining. Um. The, the, this Jade chick when she came in she made it entertaining the one good thing about I think it was last week or the week before was when her and Red Velvet got into that scuffle right, I thought right. that was cool you know this 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 Jade is like the Grace Jones of wrestling she wants his Demacia bro do you remember her? yes that's who she reminds me of yeah 
But better though, much better, because the major couldn't even talk, man. Whatever. Well, she, yo, Jay was. can't talk either, but 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 she, I I think she could be better. She she yeah. could be better. She needs work, you know. She could be a little bit more comfortable. But man, this this let's. <laughs> she's a beast. She's <laughs> captivating. You know. Even even when her promos aren't great. Yes. Something yes. about her, you just want to watch. Like you know, we we've talked oh, about this a little it, bit in the past about. Her about what it is, you know, in professional wrestling. And to me, it is when they're, whatever they're doing, it doesn't even matter. You'd watch this person cook breakfast. That's, that's to me what it is with Jay. Yeah. She's, she, I, I doubt that she can be smooth in the ring. I mean, you, you need to work at it for a long, long time before you can have smooth matches. And her, you know, her verbiage, things like that, it's not great, but there's something about her that every single time she's on TV, you just want to watch. You're like, I need to know what she's this She's got a presence, is. man. She's mm -hmm. definitely got a presence. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> all right. I agree. We all agree. No doubt. All right. We're going to move on here. Uh, next up, we've got a match between Adam Hangman Page and Ryan Nemeth. Oh. Now, I I'm going to preface this by <laughs> saying that earlier in the day, I watched a video that was on the PW Hustle. Um, you know, which is the best, the absolute best. Uh, anyway, it was on the PW Hustle, and um, there was a video of Ryan Nemeth and who he is and where he's <clears> from <throat> and what he's all about. And I think the video was about two minutes long. It wasn't a huge, you know, elaborate thing. I think it was about two minutes long. Um, and that had me looking forward to this match, legitimately had me looking forward to this match, thinking, hey, maybe they can actually do something with this guy. So, of course, uh, tonight, as the show comes up, he's just standing in the ring looking like Dolph Light. Wonderful job, guys. Whoa. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Great job. It is job his brother. Even the same the color tights, man. The same fucking color tights, I, 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 I said, I said <clears> straight <throat> up, like, why didn't you let him go out there like that? It's nice. like I would have been. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You got no other tights? Okay, put them sweatpants on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go. You're not going out there like that, bro. Like, stop it. Yeah. So you don't do this guy a favor. You don't do yourself a favor. You know by doing this. And and and, and, and for <laughs> please understand, Dolph Ziggler is not somebody you want to emulate in the first place. This fucking <laughs> pansy and his fake ass metal fan, corny ass comedian. But hey, man. He's an NCAA fucking champion in the past, bro. You got to give him that. The the dude's a shoot fucking wrestler, man. Amateur wrestler, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being serious, man. He, he really is. You listen, know what I mean? I, I understand that, but it, listen, I've never liked Dolph Ziggler. I never will like Dolph Ziggler. I, I can't stand his overselling. I can't stand his corny ass smile. I can't stand the way he flops his freaking head around the ring with every move he does. Like I can't stand how he tries to tries to have the swag of Shawn Michaels and the in ring charisma of Bret Hart. And it's like, dude, you're not you're not that. That's not your thing. You're like the male Lady Gaga of wrestling. That didn't even make sense. But that's just how I feel about this motherfucker right now. Like I, I cannot I don't say I can't stand him. I just I, like he just does not do anything for me. Never has and most likely never will. Well, I just want to say Adam Page is a fucking donkey. He's the donkey fucking pa Page from now on for me, right? I don't care if they're building him up for a title run. This is the wrong way about it, man, to me, man. He was hot when it was cowboy shit fucking rocking. That's when they should have pulled the trigger for me, right? I get it, right? They're going that New Japan fucking... A year from now, he's going to win the title and it's going to go full circle, right? Fine. 
But what the fuck is this shit? Was it just me or did he walk out looking disappointed, man? He kind of yeah. did, yeah. <laughs> he really fucking did. He really fucking did, man. And that's why he's become the Jahash Adam Page. And for those people that don't understand the Jahash, right? It means donkey in fucking Arabic, all right? So in this case, he's the new ass man, Adam Page. All right. Okay. Uh, all right. The match is a little bit sloppy. Um, both these guys, though, are obviously talented in the ring. Both of these guys can do, um, you know, wrestling that looks pretty good. Uh, I believe that Adam Page is a superstar waiting to happen. I think he's their, <laughs> I think he's their homegrown guy who can really be a crossover superstar uh, in the future, and I really believe that. He goes over with a buckshot. Uh, Matt Hardy was there, I guess, scouting. Hangman invites him into the ring, and uh, Matt basically talks about how he sees it. It's been difficult for Adam, uh, and he makes him an offer to, uh, you know, come on over into the into the private locker room so that you can get away from everybody, kind of thing. It's it's fine. I don't I don't mind this. I'm I'm definitely a person who likes like I prefer long term storytelling. Like somebody somebody asked a few weeks ago on Facebook about what's your favorite type of uh, storyline in wrestling and I said well my favorite type of storyline is the type where a guy comes in and five years later he wins a championship but the entire time <laughs> but the entire time he's growing and moving incrementally forward that Bret Hart I'm nobody yes. then I'm in a pretty good tag team then our tag team's really good then I cut out into the single stuff and I'm okay at first, and then I get really good, and then I dominate, and then I eventually get to the point where I can be at the top of the card. That's what I like. And that's the thing with this storytelling, though, with Adam Page. I don't believe they're moving him forward incre incrementally. I believe that they had him at a certain point to start, and they've been pulling him back this whole time. Now, you can do that in a way that it feels like a storytelling slingshot, if you will, where you're pulling him back, pulling him back, pulling him back, pulling him back, and then you let him snap forward. And you can make that work, but I don't know. I need to see it happen. You know, I, you know I've been the, watching wrestling. I need to see the fucking shit happen. The, the problem is how, how much can you pull him back? Yeah, he's going to have no fucking foreskin left if they keep fucking pulling him back. You know what I'm saying? Like seriously, man. Like, like really. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they're pulling him back, Chris. I. I would say they're pacing themselves, because, like but, I said, it's it's <clears throat> written. It's written. Listen, the the it's like I keep like I said throughout throughout the show. It's written on the wall that him and Omega are not done. It's, no, it's I agree. It's almost one hundred percent predictable that he's there. Next and that's game. why he's in that position, though. So like, I right think now. they're pacing him a little bit. And the fact that you're saying that, what you're saying, if other fans feel that way, Chris, then that's good. Because when he does get in back into that swing of things, people will be like, oh, okay, oh, here we go. Let's let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's see if he can take that shit off of Omega. So um, to have him right now being approached by Money Matt, and listen, if you didn't pay attention to Money Matt and Impact, then you missing out, man. Money Matt, Money Matt is, is awesome, dude. Hilarious. Yeah, no. He Especially on his YouTube channel. Hilarious. For sure. No, I agree. If he see Matt, like I said, Matt like Jericho, one of those dudes who can continue to contribute to this business, either in or out of the ring. What Matt is doing with private party, I'm liking. And they, you know, doing the thing with the impact <clears> titles. <throat> and if he whatever's going on with him and, and Adam Page. Now again, 
here's, here's the thing, because they're throwing a dark order at him too. Now, you can get confused in that, but at least they acknowledge that, so you can't say they just threw it out there. Right. So you got different people trying to come for Adam Page, and it's making Adam Page seem like he's kind of he's he's important. He's this young upstart that people want to get out. It's 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 like uh, when The Rock first came, and uh, who you had um, Sonny looking at him, and then you had uh, uh, I forgot so another man. Pat Patterson was looking at him too, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the motherfucking cream team, bro. <laughs> but. Hey, <laughs> by the way, rest in peace. To yeah, Pat I'm Patterson. just saying, bro. Rest it was Pat Patterson. Pat Patterson. It was Pat Patterson that gave the Rock or Rocky Maivia that motherfucking look. Yeah, that's yeah, a fact, yeah. man. That's a shit. Yeah, but you know what? But... <laughs> hey, I'm just stating facts, bro. I'm just but, saying. But no, nah, they got you, you. You know what I mean? He's a young upstart, know, the fresh kid. I'm fucking with you, bro. So right. they they, they right. try to do their thing with him. So I just I I, I have no no issue with it. I have no issue with it um, as long as they don't screw it up. And you know what? If he if he if he joins Money Matt, then he would have to be a heel. You don't want him to be a heel. And if he joins the Dark Order with the way the Dark Order is going, he'll be a face. But you don't want to make the Dark Order's faces and into a comedy act per se. Now, I'm not saying that's what they're doing because I get why they're doing what they're doing with right. Cody Sun, may he rest in peace. But when I see what I see on Dark, you got a little kid, and I understand. Oh, man. I, understand. I know where you're going, Brian. We agree you got, already. You got this little kid out there, and it's kind of coming off as a little bit comedic, even though, like I said, I get it. I get what they're doing. You know, um, so, They've ever done it though, man. They really have with the kid, bro. I, I, it, it, that it's it's funny. Like I don't, I don't want to say that. They're exploiting him, bro. They're exploiting See, him a little bit. Somebody, man. somebody, somebody had brought that to their attention, and, and I had asked that self to, I had asked that to myself, not because that's what I thought, but that's what I thought people would start to think. Right. I was like, I think people after a while, people will think that they're just exploiting him or whatever. Uh, but when you know you read the shit from the family, it's 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 not really like that. They're, no, look, they're, they're internally grateful what's going on. No, no doubt they're preparing I'm, this kid for the future. Look, the only reason why I say that it's not it's not the kid's fault, man. It's more the fact that they have to tell everybody. Look what we're doing for the kid and the family. Like Tony Khan see, has to fuck it. That's my problem. But, you know what I mean? But but here's the here's the here's the catch twenty two. Why is that bad? Because why do they need to tell everybody, man? Why can't they just why fucking not? be? But why? You know what I mean? He like, lost his father, feel... dude. He no, I understand that. No, I get that. But you don't need to tell the whole world. Like TK's like, look what I'm doing. I just signed him fucking to a fucking no, whatever contract they signed him to. It's we're celebrating negative one's birthday. Cause listen, all of this shit happened around. The, you know, his father died right before his birthday. Right, right. Let's acknowledge that his birthday is coming up. I get that. That, you know, that, so, I, I, yeah, it, it, you know, saying that, that's, listen, to lose your, to, to no, I know, young, man, for real, to man, to be that young, and to be put out on the spot, and let me tell you, this, I'm gonna tell you straight up, had that been me at that age, I would've been like, get the fuck out of my face, I don't wanna be on TV, no, right. no, 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 this kid is handling this shit like a champ, now he is, I'll give him that, I'll give him that, because for real. even at that age, I would have been like, 
No, no, no. I don't. No, no, no. Thank you very much. You got money for me? Okay. No, I don't. Want to do that. No, no, no. I don't. I don't want to do that. You know, I was a, I was a smart ass kid as a kid. So at that age, if my dad would have died, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't want to. I just want to be left alone. Yeah. No. So me too, man. He was like a champ, and I get it because if I thought it, and people, other people are saying it, then I know I'm not too crazy. So I definitely right. understand. You, you want to be careful. So I, but I don't think. Listen, if I, if if I, when Tony Khan hugged that kid, I saw genuine. You know, he Tony was genuine. He, he no, meant I, that, you know. So I didn't doubt but I do, man. I do understand what you're saying, Jimmy, because that that that's out there. That 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 atmosphere is there where there's some people like, okay, you might be doing a little bit too much, but you know why? Because had this been the WWE, pinball <laughs> count, that's it. Yeah, that's but at it. least those motherfuckers don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? They, yeah. They, you well, know what I'm saying? That's a difference. This is different. This is different. Right. Well, where where Vince would have been like, okay, we gave him the Tim Bell salute. We gave him a video package. That's it. Tony's like, we don't want you to forget this guy. Right. You know? And yep. that, that it could be a cool thing, and it could be it could get to the point where it feels like it's being a little bit exploitive right but right. you know i think we we get that little paranoia because another company if, if another company did this <laughs> it would come off as exploitive and some people say oh you're exploiting you're exploiting you're exploiting like they're doing with the warriors death that shit is exploiting <laughs> yeah. that is exploiting no that warrior really, no. award shit and the fact that they make yeah sure now that's fucked it, up that's fucked that up that is exploiting Especially so, like the you know Connor the fucking crusher whatever you, the little kid's name was right yeah, that that's yeah. fucked up that but they fucking openly don't give a fuck though that's the thing about WWE man whereas you know I just feel like Tony TK needs to like yeah that that's get it, that you know? Susan G Coleman bullshit that they uh, do they're fucking that, frauds bro that is exploiting straight yeah, up I agree you know what John Cena yo right what John Cena did with those kids that was fucking exploitation. You know, it's funny. Yo, yo, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Fuck that shit. You motherfuckers. Watch John Cena do what he did for fucking years. For years. And when I said he was exploiting kids, you got on my fucking case. This nigga died not too long ago. And you're already accusing this nigga of exploiting his kid. <laughs> Meanwhile, this nigga pointed to a kid with cancer just to get the fuck over with a crowd. Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. We not putting that label on, on AIDS. I can you 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 just made me completely change my perspective. <laughs> Fuck that shit. No, I don't want to no. laugh. I watched I watched kids get exploited for over ten years by a motherfucker who stands on the shoulders of cancer victims to get himself over. I know exploitation when I see it, and that is exploitation. They're philanthropists, bro. Whatever, however you fucking say that word. They openly Phil don't give a flying fuck. Philanthrop philanthropy is the future of marketing. Right, it really is. That's a right quote. to your face. Right there. That's, quote, That's exploitation in legal fucking exactly. right. That is really? a direct quote from Stephanie McMahon. That it, it, right, I, it is, yeah. It is. I'm sorry about that mini rant, but it just... No, that was good. That was just straight up telling you how they're fucking doing things. Exactly. So I'm mad at myself that this didn't fucking strike me before. 
<laughs> I didn't think about it. I'm like, wait a minute. Let's, you know what? I'm going to have to have to go back to that fucking page and fucking and say, wait a minute. I got to take all that shit back. I got to take that comment back. Well, lucky for you, Track. We've recorded it, man. So. <laughs> Fuck that. It's there forever, my brother. Well, all right. So speaking of small children whose fathers died, and uh, oh. next up we've got Jungle Boy and Harwood. Oh. <laughs> oh. That motherfucking okay. song, I'm gonna fucking seriously that that. Stop, don't 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 do that shit, please. I couldn't believe. Everybody loves that song. <laughs> I thought that will fucking ribbon me when I heard that shit, man. I was like, no, man. That was the smartest. No, 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 no. That was the smartest thing they did. I get it. Why it's smart? Because every motherfucker yeah. is gonna be fucking. No, that, was, that, was, that was listen. It'd be like if they signed Grado. And use like <laughs> hey, that's and awesome, bro. That that's fucking like awesome, bro. I actually fucking, I actually like that, bro. Only because it's so different. And who the fuck has Madonna as a fucking intro? I take my head off to fucking so to Grado, Boy, man. Well, yeah, when Jungle Boy was using that shit on the Indies, they said fuck it. You know, it, it helped get them. It got the crowd hyped. So I'm not mad at them at all. That's that that. Yeah, do it. Do what you need to do. And just quietly, Chris. I wish, I wish more wrestling companies were like ECW. Yeah, well, that was doing it like real music, right, right, and shit. Because everyone's like, a motherfucking tight ass, bro. No one wants to fucking pay rights. You know what I'm saying? Especially it's, it's WWE, right? It's, it's, it is a lot of money. But when I, every time I see John Moxley, I'm like, dogs, dude is a Deftones fan. Give him the My Own Summer song as his theme music, yo. That's <laughs> my first thing. Like, you're like, what's your theme? He music? said he's got a fucking well, loop like over this. and over and over and over and no, over. No, 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 no. Just... We're giving you Deftones. I know you're a fan, so I, I spoke. I spoke to that manager. Don't worry, we got your song. <laughs> but you know, if you, whatever, like when Billy Corgan was was working with Impact, and he and he and he took over for a bit. And he started getting the rights to fucking Marilyn Manson and, right, and right. Courtney Love. You know, they had the dollhouse using the Courtney Love song. The fucking what you call it was using nobodies and he was coming out to his own shit. I I, I like that. So whenever I hear an actual song, you know, now, I look, always pop for it. I just wanna say I'm glad you brought up Grado though, because uh have you have you seen Grado's fucking like a prayer fucking intro at all, Chris? Uh, no, I've never seen Grado. Dude, you gotta check it out. Trust me, you'll like it. You'll pop to it, man. I thought I would fucking laugh at it. I actually fucking enjoyed it, man. I'm like, damn. <laughs> like, no shit. That was cool, man. It's weird, but cool. Alright, I'll I'll look it up. Um, <laughs> moving on here. I'm serious. Um, so, they're introducing uh, Jungle Boy. <clears throat> and they uh, they announce him as weighing 157 pounds. Um, Jim Ross you knew says, where this and I quote, did they just say he's 157 pounds? Uh, which, yeah, they did. And then Excalibur goes on to bury JR for focusing too much on size and weight. Now, okay, you had a diet tribe uh, just a second ago here, Track. Uh, now is my turn mm -hmm. for a diet tribe. Um, you <laughs> do not accentuate the negatives in the talent who you're pushing you accentuate the positives you do your best to avoid the negatives if you wouldn't have said anything to me about how much jungle boy weighs i would have guessed he was around 170 180 and i would have just sort of chalked it up to okay he's kind of <laughs> oh no uh, right uh, uh, that's a, that's, a, that's a bit too much bro <laughs> dude you're right i'm talking about 
I'm talking about him being 10 pounds heavier than he is. Shut up. So, uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, but listen, man, like, here's the thing, right? I get why people don't want to focus on, oh, you, it's too much focus on weight, and it shouldn't matter how much a person weighs, blah, blah, blah. Listen to me, okay? It fucking as matters. Person, <laughs> as a person who spent most of my adult life around boxing and mixed martial arts, there is a reason why people who weigh 160 pounds are not allowed to compete <laughs> with people who weigh 210 pounds. You're, you can't... You cannot tell me that it doesn't mean anything. And I know people go, oh, what about Bruce Lee? What about Bruce Lee? Motherfucker, if Bruce Lee <laughs> fought fucking Stipe Miocic, Bruce Lee would have gotten <laughs> He gave motherfucking eating alive. <laughs> I don't care. Okay? I love Bruce Lee. There's no way that motherfucker goes in there with a serious heavyweight fighter and beats him at 136 pounds. I don't care who you are. Tracks face. <laughs> Yeah, I see Trax face, and Trax allowed to say whatever really, he wants. You really don't know how special that motherfucker was, do you? Dude. <laughs> he would have knocked that nigga out no. within 16 seconds. Not a chance. Bruh, he fucking knocked out fucking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, man. <laughs> All right? If Bruce Lee can fucking kill Wait, that man, motherfucker. You, even though, okay, even though it was like uh, they, they had, like, baseball padding on. Did you see that video <laughs> of, that, of that session that he was in? Did you man. see how fast that dude was? No, <laughs> I can't wait till we die, bro. <laughs> and I was, I was sitting there like this. I told you, I told you, I told you. Hey, man, look, I was a Bruce Lee mark growing up all my life, man. So you know what I mean. I, I listen, I really don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just no, no, but let's be real. Let's be real, right? Uh, look, whatever no, he look, fucking. If you watch that Bruce Lee video, the motherfucker is fast as hell. Oh, dude, ah, listen, mate, no doubt Bruce about it. Bruce Lee is one of the greatest martial artists of all time. I, I will give him that. He's he's not only a great martial artist. To me, he's also a really uh, he, he's a literary figure. He's a lot like and almost in a way that he's he's very much misunderstood in the kind of person that he was to me that's a lot like mike tyson and i know people make fun of mike tyson a Oof. lot i personally think right. that iron mike was brilliant a lot of the things that he said carry over and they they stick with you like one of my favorite quotes ever he's was not stupid were, bro right he's not at all when they were asking no. Mike about yeah. why he why it was so important for him to unify the heavyweight championships, and he said something that I still to this day think is profound and would personally, I really think, would fix boxing in general. He said, there's right. one pope, there's one president, and there's one world champion. Now, to me, <laughs> like that, that hits home at 100 fucking miles an hour because the biggest problem with boxing in general is the fact that there's too many fucking people who claim to be right. the champion. You got 16 exactly, fucking exactly. people saying I'm the heavyweight champion of the world. Motherfucker, like 15 of you are wrong. Like I don't give that's a happen. fuck. That's starting to happen with fucking MMA right now with fucking UFC. Right. Too it's many too fucking people. I'm the champion. He's the champion. He was the interim champion. It's like yeah, that's I don't true, even man. give a shit anymore because I, I can't keep up. <laughs> Yep. All You've right. Anyways, okay. So, so let's get off. So let's get off of my little diatribe about size. Listen, size matters. <laughs> it has to matter. Um, when it comes to combat sports, Definitely. it is a thing. It, you know, you you can't just not talk about it. The fact that Jr. brings it up and says, "Did they just say he's 157 pounds?" It's just Jr. looking at it and being like, "Guys, like it's fucking fundamentals, fundamentals. too, man." Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like 
basic shit. This was a good match. I really, really liked the in-ring here between Jungle Boy and Harwood. Um, it was a fucking great match. Fantastic. Um, there was a and a hard hitting one at that. There were a couple of things that I didn't like. There was a segment there where Jungle Boy was getting kicked in the face repeatedly, and he just completely no selled it, stood up, and got in Harwood's face. I hate Dude, that shit. As somebody who likes, there's some potatoes sports, in that match. Yeah, right. no, I agree. It's I like, think fucking what, that's not. Yeah, what continue on. It's like that's not what happens. Anyway, the other thing too it is depends there was on a the story that you're telling. There was a slingshot Liger bomb that he kicked out of, and I thought that was a little excessive personally, but whatever. He goes over at the end. Um, it was a it was and a really good match. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna was. shit on this at all, to be honest with you. Look, I just want to say one thing quickly before you jump in uh, track. Was it no. Dax fucking that was in the fucking in the ring? What the fuck's his name? I forget their fucking names now, man. I do too. Harwood's the one who was wrestling. Yeah. All right, the bald motherfucker, right? Hardwood. Or hardwood. Yeah, we'll just pull yeah. him that, right? Oh, Hardwood? Yeah, he didn't look fucking hard oh, tonight, hardwood. man. What a fucking goose, seriously. But anyway, I know that he I know he was going hard on fucking, on fucking little fucking Luke Perry's son, right? Because he wanted him to fucking earn that motherfucking win. You could fucking see that. He, did, he didn't like it, man. He was fucking throwing potatoes left and right. The fact that they, that Jungle Boy tapped this motherfucker out, sorry, FTR, oh. fuck the revival, cause they're fucking done and dusted. By the way, they've been. Booked. Oh no 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 no! You got uh, well, you got well. No 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 no! Because they're tag, they're a tag team. They they put the emphasis that right. they're a tag team. But you telling so me they've been booked out, strong? Yeah, but him be, him tapping out in a singles match to fucking it, Jungle Boy though. Well, then, well, that's another thing. This has to do with why he has the music that he has. They're trying <laughs> to give him a singles push. Yeah. You know, you, it's gonna you backfire, might, man. It's gonna might, fucking you backfire. You might disagree with it, but they're trying to give. They're trying I get to give it. Jungle Boy a push. So, Jungle Boy's got no charisma, though. Track. I just don't see it, bro. I mean, I just it's, don't it's, think he's got fucking no charisma. Man. You know, I've never actually heard him speak that, on a mic like that. Right so, there, you go. That flip uh, Garrison, whatever the fuck his name is, he has, he's a fucking well, upgrade. This is what, this is what he's I got feel. more charisma, bro. But I feel, I feel that if they're gonna give him a push, he needs to be a heel. He needs to be oh, great. Express. He right. needs to go pretty boy, you know, and he needs to play off his <laughs> full Luke Perry. He needs to go full yeah. Luke Perry, nine hundred two one zero. I'm, you know, I'm the I'm the son of Luke. I'm the son of Luke Perry. Like, you know what? He needs to he needs to take what Cody Rhodes was gonna do with that dashing gimmick. Yeah, that's yeah, what. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except that's one problem, track. Off. Can you tell me why the fuck was he wearing bitch fucking boots? Oh, because he's a jungle. That he's was mother. So that means wear fucking bitch boots with fucking heels? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's just a look at the What jungle. the fuck was that hey, shit, bro? That was suede, to be honest. That was fucking... Jimmy. Bro, that was suede, bro. That was Jimmy, motherfucking suede just, as well. Just, yeah. hey, Jimmy, just just do it with us, okay? Right. Whoa. <laughs> fuck you. I'm fucking you. <laughs> don't please please that fucking song has been in my fucking head i kid you not bro even oh, when we'll fucking i'm telling you bro i'm telling you it has not fucking left my head even when i'm talking to other people all i'm fucking hearing in my fucking head as i'm talking is fuck that shit that's all i'm saying i, I don't even want to mention it anymore Oh, shit okay Jesus moving on here Christ. um i'm just gonna say real quick i i um 
I don't like the I don't like the booking because I think that FTR should be booked a little stronger than this. But I agree with Track on the one hundred percent. I agree with Track also that he he can get away with just saying, "Well, who gives a fuck if I got pinned? We didn't get pinned because that is their focus yeah. and they're a tag team." Right. Um, uh, that's not, I get it. But... And, we, and we got to see Tully jump from the top rope. Yeah, that shit was great. Oh. Man, I was, I was like, "Way to go, Tully!" Man, I was, well, I was itching to see Tully to do something real like that for a minute now. Oh, it was man. good. It was good. Uh, Tully was even fucking laughing during that fucking match. You could see it in his face, man. Tully still moved significantly better than Snoop Dogg. We'll just leave it at that. Um, oh, next up, yeah. we've got Team Taz backstage, and they beat up some merch sellers, and uh, to really, Ooh. to really Ooh. stick it to Sting and Darby, who are the, the guys who they've been really focused on getting back at. They ripped some shirts with their names on it. Yeah. Yeah, but let me tell you something. How fucking Brooklyn was Hawk, yo. I fucking love that shit. I said, oh, this kid oh, is no. bro. I don't know what he said. He was like, what? What you say? I didn't just hear that, man. You know, no, listen. Yeah. The thing is, like, I, I I see where y'all coming from with what they did, but well, they I had know. yo, they had Hawk step up like he was. He had the hood on. Came up. What is this? Oh. What is this? Like, oh my god! Shit! I think I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved that they beat their ass. Now listen, Sting and Darby Allen, they need to lose this 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 tag match. I don't know if they will. Then what? Where do you go from to. there, though? I don't know because you can't you have can Team Taz losing between them. And, and that's another thing. You book tension right. between between Sting and Darby Allen so they can have their match and Sting can put him over. But you cannot listen. It can't. It, it, team Taz can't lose again. It just can't. And see, and this is the problem that I've been saying. What, the way the fucking everything is booked is just us backwards, man. You know what I mean? Like, well, here's the thing. You have this tag match, right? You have Sting take the pinfall. You have Team Taz get a win, and you don't make Darby look. You don't make your champion look weak because he wasn't pinned. Sting could take the right. fall. He should be putting people over. That's that's his sole purpose of being there in the first place. At least that should be. So right. you know it would make sense for them to have Team Taz win. If it doesn't, then I'm just gonna have to say like, you know what? It's criticism that they're getting right now for Team Taz is 100% on because I've been saying, you know, they're the heels. Team Taz needs to lose sometimes because they're they're the heels. The Horsemen, whenever whenever they fought together, they never won. I don't even I don't even remember the last. I don't remember the Horsemen winning too many war games, you know. But you know, to have Cage lose, to have Ricky Starks lose, to have Hobbs lose. But I don't I don't see Ricky Starks and Hobbs losing like that. But Cage losing the fucking um um Darby Allen was a big letdown. I Oof. just I, I I didn't even want to watch that match. He was dead and buried after that. And it's like, yo, you, you're not doing this dude any favors. Granted, Cage has been in this business for a minute, and Darby is 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 their AEW original. Cage is not. So, yeah, you want Allen to be booked over it like that, but not in that capacity. Like I said, right. you could have had Ricky Starks and, and not really have Ricky lose anything, but to have him beat Brian Cage, that meme that's going around, Jim Powers 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Powers too. I haven't seen that. You know, I have yeah, not seen, seen that. It's... Power and glory all over again. Fuck it. 
Oh no, that's fucking not Jim Powers actually. What am I talking about? That's Paul Roma and Hercules. That's yeah, Paul Roma. Yeah, don't worry. Don't mind me. I'll just keep. But anyway, Chris, what do you think, man? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the booking has to be that, or you can just stop with Team Taz. Listen, I, I listen. Like, here's the thing, right? Because everybody says, "Well, we don't want 50-50 booking," and then people complain when somebody, you know, loses a bunch. Well, here's the thing, right? Because because that's the argument that people will say. Well, don't aren't you guys just asking for 50-50 booking? No. You listen. If you need for if you need Cage to lose a match, that's fine. But then next week you have him face someone else and win. He doesn't have to get his win back over Darby Allen the next week. Yeah, that's 50-50 booking. Exactly. He can come out the next week and he can absolutely dominate somebody with some semi-seriousness to them. You know, again, you can, you can, uh, you know, the, they have such great focus on the tag team division. So you can do something with a tag team wrestler and have it be, well, you know, he lost, you know, this face, uh, you know, Kate Garrison or whatever lost to, to Cage, but it doesn't mean a lot to him because he's focused on the tag team or whatever. But it does come off as a win for Cage, right? You need to book people strong in order to have like good stories to tell. Otherwise, you just have uh, heels with no teeth, and that's what I see Team Taz as right <laughs> now. They have no teeth whatsoever. <laughs> you know, they there's six of them in the fucking group that you know two of them look like fucking monsters and Hobbs and and Cage and they're Dude, running away every time a 61 year old surfer comes out with his fucking bat yeah like, I don't bat. give a fuck man like if me like if the three of us were were like hanging out somewhere and some 61 year old with a bat come up fucking like, <laughs> this, like I'm sorry, but like I'm jumping this motherfucker. Like, like no, dumb dumbass. Like, like I don't give a fuck about your bat. There's fucking there's three of us. So anyway, let's move no, on. Oh, right, no, you're right. Let's move on here. I don't want to fucking. I, I talk too much about fucking Sting and Team Taz and all this other shit. So next up, we've got Britt Baker versus Goku. Is that what we were going with? <laughs> anyway, um, this match was fine. Uh, all I really want to talk about here is that Baker goes over with her submission. I'll be completely honest with you here. Um, it was at this point that my four-year-old and five-year-old daughters uh, apparently got into an old box of mine that's in the basement here, and they came up wearing all of my boxing gear from when I was like 16, and they were like, Daddy, teach us to punch. So I spent like five or six minutes just like teaching them how to box and stuff. Um, I mostly ignored this match. Uh, tell me, guys, did I miss anything? You really didn't. Um, other than I forgot the woman's name, uh, Goku. Uh, Baker. She, she was great. <laughs> uh, Britt Baker. Britt Baker uh, needs to work on her selling a little bit more. Um, the match, the match wasn't terrible, but it it was. It fine wasn't. No, it, was. it wasn't terrible. It was a good showing for break for 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 Britt. That that was just, that was his whole purpose. So right. you know, it did what it was supposed to do. You know what? I was actually surprised at how decent the match was, and I say that loosely. It was decent. Hmm. All right. But, well, yeah. There's nothing, not, not much to say to talk anymore about there. We're just gonna skip forward. Like I said, my daughters are adorable, and uh, they had on some <laughs> boxing equipment, and that was even more adorable. Check it out on Facebook, guys. Guys, did you know I have little kids who are adorable? Guys, guys, my little kids are adorable. Okay, moving on here. We've got the main event tonight as the Bucks and the Good Brothers take on the Dark Order. 
Um, I really love the way that this match opened because Gallows is just fucking with Silver. <laughs> He's like, he that made him look like a fucking idiot. He challenged him to, like a, to a goofy. display of strength and then he raised his hand too high so that Silver couldn't <laughs> get him. And then he went down on his knees uh. and he did the old, like, you know, old timey <laughs> boxer thing where he's shaking his fists in front of that him. That was great. Man, did the Bucks look like fucking <laughs> vanilla midgets tonight, bro? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Oh, um, anyway, man. so that was good, and then the Bucks came in, and this is my notes. Everyone is everywhere doing everything, because that's exactly what the <laughs> Bucks matches look like to me. I can't follow. You know, that match, shit. they lost me. Right. They lost me, this match, man. It actually lost me. I was yeah. just, like, lost. At one point, uh, Silver took over for a little bit. I really like his offense. Look, I, I get that, like, like, you know, I, I talk about the Bucks specifically being too small, and I know that I seem like an asshole because I say I like Silver even though he's even smaller. <clears throat> but there's just something about his offense that seems more believable. And here's the thing, right? If you're a smaller Dude's guy... Dude's got charisma, too. Can still, well, here's the thing, though. If you're a smaller guy, you can still wrestle, and you can, and it can look like it's 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 real or legitimate. But when the Bucks are spearing people or doing power bombs to people, I'm just like... I literally don't remember seeing Shawn Michaels do a power bomb in my fucking life. Okay? And, and Shawn Michaels is like six inches taller than these motherfuckers and like a hundred pounds. He's six heavier. one. Like, right. Just do stuff that makes it look like you can do it. Otherwise, to me, it just looks silly. Spears? Like, really? You're doing a double spear and you weigh like 180 pounds, maybe? I, it just doesn't look good. They go over with the Meltzer driver um, and they talk a little bit. They seem to want to have a match against the Good Brothers if they win at the Beach Bash thing. Uh, and then Phoenix jumps four guys, which brilliant fucking planning there, Phoenix. Such a great, just intelligent man to jump in the ring with four guys. Um, and then, and then you know, Moxley comes out, and so then it's at least four on two. And uh, you know, still you're thinking, okay, well there's four bad guys, you know, four heels. Uh, but no, the two of them are actually enough to beat up the four guys and then beat up the, the world champion and Kenny Omega. Um, that's the way we went off the air with two faces uh, beating up the five heels who were supposed to take seriously. And this just looked weak as fuck. I, you know, this uh, match was fine. You know, it was, was too much jumping around from the Bucks as always. But other than that, it was fine. This ending was a little flat Can for I me. Can I just uh, say one thing, especially to you, Track? And pardon my French again, right? But do you think Kenny's playing up his Fajay sort of fucking character, bro? Well, I don't know why he's saying pardon my French. I'm a grown man. Oh. <laughs> 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 We've been um, motherfucking this Kenny entire time, bro. Like, <laughs> I said Fajay, bro. Omega, I said Fajay. Kenny Omega is, is right now, you know, on top of his heel shit. And I'm loving it. So, you know, to see him take the fall this week, it's like, ah, I don't want to see that. But it's, you know, it's by John Moxley. And, you know, Moxley, again, he's, he's, he's at his best work. Me and my boy Billy Ray go back and forth sometimes about, you know, it, whether John Moxley's run was that good. And I tell him, I tell him, his run was good. You just like Jericho's run better. John Moxley, you, you know, it, it's, it's such a big difference from what you saw. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But Kenny Omega, 
Kenny Omega, his best heel work is still in New Japan when he oh, was by a fucking mile, bro. It's not right even comparable. Here, yeah, but this one right here, it's 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 good, and and, and, and I think it's one. Of the, I think it's some of his best work. I don't think it's still up there with the cleaner per se. I might want to no fucking way. Bit. This shit ain't the fucking cleaner, bro. It's, it's it's not. But it's not. What this is, this is because the cleaner, the cleaner was was um, he was arrogant, and he was heelish, but this 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 type of character is 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 um the same. But what the the, the thing that he's tweaking about it is he wants to be like that belt collector. He's being a little so he's bit ultimate more of an dragon. asshole. Yeah, 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 almost, but he's more of an <laughs> asshole with this character than he was with the cleaner. The cleaner was not so much of an asshole, but this character here is is really like an asshole who's almost shitting on his own company. Right. The cleaner wasn't really shitting on New Japan. He was making no. his presence like he wanted to dominate. You know, he, right, he went right. from the, the light heavyweight to the heavyweight. And, Literally. You know, then he, he, he lost himself a little bit when he became the all elite. Now this one here, it's just different from that. It's not better. It's different, but I'm loving it. I'm loving it because, of course, you know they're working with Impact. You're gonna have that title with Rick Swan. Only thing I want out of this, the only thing I ask out of this whole thing with Impact Wrestling and, and, and Kenny Omega, two things actually: a feud between Rosemary and Abaddon, and Moose and, and Kenny. The person who takes that fucking <laughs> belt is Moose. Yeah, that's gonna... it. That's that's the payoff to this whole fucking thing but to the subject of matter you know john moxley and and, Moose, uh, and, and, and omega gonna have that match where moxley most likely loses take some time off to have his kid right you know what happened tonight was was you know the run of the mill ending with you know the the the, the faces going over going off on the heels or whatever to end the show i really had no issue with that you know it is what it is there no problem you know it was good to see phoenix coming out because again you know they went from heel to face to heel to face. And, <laughs> in know, fucking, in, in like a week or two. Yeah, like every exactly. fucking week, you know, they're hot shooting, <laughs> bro. Like, you know so I mean? it, it, it was what it was there. But I will say that tonight's show, hell of a lot better than last week's. Oh, it was, oh, yeah. definitely. Last week's show was definitely. a very big disappointment. No excuses, you know. But this the tonight's show to me, I thought was a hell of a lot better. And the highlight of tonight's show to me was watching Taz Taz's son go Brooklyn on the fucking work <laughs> I just want to say Chris knows how much of a... he should have took off their shoes that's what he was supposed <laughs> to do that's, what, that's how you complete it Brooklyn give me a shoe my motherfucking is, isn't Taz's fucking son a professional fucking lacrosse fucking player I have no idea I'm pretty sure he is but that's not the point I was going to say Chris knows how much of a Kenny Mark I really am right but this shit is starting to fucking drag on me a little bit, man. He's, you don't wear pink striped fucking pants in 2021, bro. All right? Like, you come on, man. Kenny Omega. Oh, you fuck. Kenny Omega. And since when do you fucking wear a do-rag as a shirt? <laughs> that, that was last week. Last week, he was wearing a do-rag as his shirt, bro. I didn't he, even notice that. Yeah, I swear, go back on it and you'll see it. I don't get it, man. I'm starting to run... Like, I've been doing nothing but sticking up for Kenny, and I'm running out of fucking shit to say because I start looking I, I like a clown. I don't give a shit about what the fuck Kenny Omega is wearing. I, I mean, listen, this is the same guy who goes around kissing dudes, so what do you expect? Like, like. Hey, hey, he does, bro. He's bisexual at least, but let's not go there. But but anyway, fucking... Look, man, I'm a fucking Kenny fan. Fucking bi, bisexual or not, I always will be, man. 
I'll never forget that fucking Japan run. Period. But Chris, where do we? What the fuck, bro? Uh, well, yeah, this was a decent show. Like, uh, you know, Track said, this was certainly better than last week, which to me was the worst episode of Dynamite since we've been doing this podcast. Uh, easy, there easy. was just, you know, like, Track, the word that I've used, the, the word that we've used uh, to really describe Dynamite in the past is bipolar, right? There's there's so many things on Dynamite <laughs> that are really good. Like, not just okay, but like really exceptionally yeah. good. And so you watch them and you're like, oh, this is great. And then they'll have stuff on there that is exceptionally poor. And you're like, that's, it's, it's, it's so frustrating. Like, watching Sting go from silent sting showing up pointing the bat you know and then and then disappearing <laughs> that's so good and then you see him doing the the Scott Hall finger point to <laughs> fucking it was wolfpack Tony. bro he was wolfpack it's like it's it's like what are you fucking doing man so it just goes from great to really really poor um, tonight was there was more good on this show than there was negative and to me that's a that's you know that's a plus for for a wrestling show um i'm just gonna say one no for tonight and my no for tonight uh, yeah, please. is <laughs> yeah. um announcing your performer as weighing 157 pounds <laughs> no <laughs> and, and my no for the night is fucking sting at 62 years old, <laughs> trying to fucking smash a fucking window and not succeeding, all right? That's a Struggle. fucking no, all right? Struggling, man. That's a no. Track, have you got a no, bro? Yeah, my no, my no for tonight and will be until they do something is LAX. Uh, yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. I, need, I definitely. need just, I need LAX to be treated with some fucking respect. You know, they're still a young team. You didn't get, you didn't, you know, it's not like you got these guys you know, after working at Impact for like 15 years. They're still a young right. team. These dudes left because they felt that they could fucking do some work here. Now, I don't know how they feel. You know, they might be just fine with what they're doing. But as an LAX fan, I'm not fine with it. I'm not fine with LAX. Um, I'm not fine with fucking... What you call is a no for me right now? Um, this whole Shaq and Cody thing, yeah. that's a no. Only because it, it's just it's just a network thing, and you know I get I get Cody is is the, is going to be the face of the company as he should, but right, I just right. I'm just not really with it because this is a whole network thing, and this is where you know the wrestling fan and me I'll take a step back because they're trying to gain in a casual a casual fan crowd with it, but I, I could do without this, even though I completely understand why they're doing it. And even and that someone agree me. with why they're doing it, I just don't care for it. Yeah, I have to say, since you brought up Cody, there's one more no. You're not a fucking third generation wrestler, Cody. No. <laughs> all right? Fucking hell, man. And fucking, he's all over TNT, boys. All over the fucking place. Seriously. As he, really as he should be. He's the face of that company, as he should he's be. Fucking, he's all over. He really is. He's all over the fucking channel, man. He's everywhere. Yeah, so well, is, did you guys know he's having a baby? Uh, anyway, moving on here. Uh, oh, track. That's the other note, bro. Fuck. Track, uh, before we get out of here, man, because it's late as shit on the East Coast right now, brother. Um, oh, yeah. Tell the people where they can find you. Uh, plug yourself, bro. Yeah, Not the way can, Cody you, wants you to, can. but, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that. You you can find me in the in the in the vagina of wrestling Jesus girl. Uh, you can also find me 
you know, in her closet taking pictures. <laughs> you can find me standing over wrestling Jesus' face and peeing on it like I was R. Kelly. Kicking him in the teeth. Now, I really wouldn't take him because I wouldn't turn violent. But let me just tell you something. Wrestling Jesus, I've warned you. I've warned you. You've got your warning. Stay in your lane. You don't want none of this. Because if you do, you know where you can find me. At PW Hustle on YouTube. You can find me at A Track Dastardly on Twitter. T R A C. I'm on your free. And listen, I'm even going to give you a plug. Listen, guys, sign up to Wrestling Juggernauts. Where you can see Wrestling Jesus, Cedric Ether, Ether, whatever the hell his Canadian name is. No offense, bro. No offense, hey. Chris. But you can see, you can see me tear his ass alive on his own fucking group. You can even come to my group, the PW Hustle Facebook group, where you can see me tear his ass alive. Oh, oh shit! How can we top that, Chris? I I got nothing, bro. I I, I got absolutely nothing. Uh, thank you to the fans, Hello. to everybody listening. Uh, you know, uh, follow along. Absolutely listen to anything else on the Rational Rage. Everything on there is top quality audio. Uh, Jimmy, let him know something. I just want to say, fucking give us a fucking like and subscribe at rationalragenetwork.podbean.com. And you know everything else. Just look in the description and follow us. That's it. I don't even need to fucking describe it anymore. So on behalf of Jimmy T, I would just like to say to close, <laughs> thank you so much, Track, for being on here. Uh, we got the... Uh, well, thanks for having me, man. We got the no flavor doubt, from, the, from the PW Hustle. If I'm willing to give up smoking, smoking, if I'm willing to give up smoking once and watching crazy for a couple hours to hang with you guys, the goddamn is worth being on here. I'm fucking so, nervous. You know, I'm going to go back and watch Frazier and play on Wars and it is what it is, and I love being here. Hopefully, I'll, I can join you guys next week, bro. You know, with me, also, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll bro, to please. Play, you know, a fucking long ass train ride home. I'll just, you know, <laughs> I should work if I bring my shit. So, thanks for having you, me. You said that actually, bro. You said that before. You're gonna bring your laptop, you're gonna bring your mic, yes. and you need to get shit popping, bro. But, in all honesty though, Track, you've got an open door with us, bro. Anytime you want to jump on, I appreciate it. just fucking tell us and you're in, bro. And, bro, it was a pleasure having you on, man. It was a long time coming. Always and a pleasure you, to man. be here. No Absolutely, Track. We freaking love you, man. Uh, everybody listening, we yeah. love you too. Thank you so much for supporting us. <laughs> um, we'll see you next week on the PWC Presents the Wednesday Night Skirmish. The skirmish.
Hogan and the Icon Sting address their upcoming Street Fighter Revolution against Brian Cage and Ricky Starks of Team Taz. Let's just get on a first name basis right now. Taz, Brian, and Ricky. Since we're going to be married in a street fight at Revolution, and since you feel so free to just throw out all kinds of false accusation toward Darby and myself, I want to tell you my feelings are hurt by that. You, you called us hoodlums. I mean, hoodlums? Darby, a hoodlum, me, a... Okay, Darby, he is a hoodlum. Darby, you are a hoodlum. You see in the streets, it doesn't matter if you play clean or dirty. It's all about survival. I am a hoodlum. No different than you. I am a little. The revolution in the street fight. Gonna be showtime.
to the Rational Rage Network. young kid with a with a DDT and, and didn't quite finish the, finish the supper. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, he, and also, he's hitting with a couple of other things. Now, what's he going to try to do? He's gone up here before now. It wasn't too long ago. And he was the one that landed awkwardly on that man left wing of his. Think about the back to the last time FTR got frustrated. He was in their match with the Young Bucks. Cash Wheeler went to the top and it absolutely cost him. Hardwood rolls through. Oh, got the, oh, he had a handful of trunk with Jungle Boy 2. No. Wow. Two very close near falls. Jungle Boy rolls through. Hardwood sits down. Jungle Boy, though, able to reverse. Two. Whoa. Who's going to win this damn thing? Jungle Boy looking for the crucifix. He gets it. One, two. No, again, Hardwood. He's got him hooked deep. Hardwood's got great strength. He's using it there on those counters. The double leg flips over. Jump. Oh, wow. Jungle Boy. What a match. Bridging up. Trying to change his grip. Looking for a backslide. Looking for a backslide. Hardwood breaks free. Knee to the midsection. The Jungle Boy may be in trouble here, guys. O'Connor roll here. One, two, no. Jungle Boy pulls him up. High stack on it. No, Hardwood kicked out, but right into the snare trap. There you go, the difference maker. Yes, it is. He's got the snare trap locked in. And Cash Wheeler and Tully Blanchard are reaching towards the ring. Dax and Axe. Dax the Axe is caught in a... Oh, he tapped it! Oh, he got him! There you go. He won The difference maker. Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. How about that? All of that early punishment to Dax Harwood's left arm. Paid huge, huge dividends. The biggest victory in the one-on-one -on -one career of Jungle Boy Jack Perry. It's he, it. he feels it. He knows it. He's come a long way. Obviously, knowing he's got a long way to go. But there's no doubt in my mind that Jungle Boy is going to be a star. Look, 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 look
of, of Luchasaurus, and then Luchasaurus sent head first into the ring post. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Look at that. hell. Cash Wheeler just raining down rights and lefts on the head of Jungle Boy. We need some help out here. Absolutely, we do. And Jungle Boy being held by Tully Blanchard. So it's basically three on one. It is a triple team is what it is, Dan. Look at this. Jungle Boy. Oh, the big out. That's right out of the Tully Blanchard playbook. A slingshot suplex and now FTR. Oh, this is getting ugly. Oh, Tully's up top. They've got Look at Tully. Spike pile driver. They have wiped out. They have wiped out Jurassic Express. Well, he's still, so he's got a little yeah, few gallons of fuel left in that well, He was one of the great athletes during his time. Uh, what are they doing now? Come on. Come on. They don't need to do this. They proved the point. Luchasaurus being handcuffed to the top rope. He's got a pair of scissors here, JR. What the hell? Oh, they're cutting the horns off the mask. So what's that, their trophy? For what they did? TR just a completely unnecessary assault after oh, the bell. Look at the Luchasaurus has been dehorned. And Marco Stunt alongside SCU and Top Flight coming to the aid of Jurassic Express. When they were going to cut the hair off of Jungle Boy, thank goodness, there you see that nothing that the big guy can do at all. Bullet Club 
driver all but ended the night for Stu Grayson next week at beach break whoever wins the tag team battle royal will get a shot at these at revolution and if you haven't heard the young bucks have been inserted into that match which means this if we win we get to hand pick 
whoever we want to wrestle at the pay-per-view. And think about it. It can be anybody. Could be seeing the Bucks versus the Brothers at Revolution. And Ray, oh, Ray Phoenix comes in. Whoa! Tremendous elevation, but the Gallows and Anderson descend on Ray Phoenix. My God, they're like vultures. Are these two men? Gallows and Anderson alongside Kenny Omega will meet Ray Phoenix, John Moxley, and the Bastard Pack next week at Beach Break. If Ray Phoenix makes it to Beach Break. Yeah. Oh! by John Moxley. Good night, Kenny Omega. Man, what a week it will be next week right here. Must see television. Ray Phoenix, the bastard pack, and John Moxley will team up to take on the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega in the main event of Beach Break next week right here. 7 Central on TNT. Snowpiercer is next. Jay Styles, Doc Gallows, the machine gun, Carl Anderson. Believe in the Bullet Club. Believe in us. Everything we do is just.